Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Baz and for breakfast. It's 30th of September 2021 and, wow, talk about heading across the ditch for some superstar guests today. Benji Marshall. Oh, that name just is just it is synonymous with rugby league and rugby league in New Zealand and in the NRL. And he's back in another grand final after so long doing it with the West Tigers all those years ago in 205. And then Chris Waller, the master trainer based at Rose Hill as well. So plenty of star guests today, is he? And there was lots to talk about. There was, there was. You spoke about it. Benji Marshall, I collated my top five NRL Kiwi League players of all time. Benji Marshall was one for me. Stacey Jones was two. Sonny Bill Williams, three. Ruben Wiki was four. Ali Lawatiti was number five. There have been some absolute champions playing the great game that is rugby league. We've also spoke to James Semple. He is a coach of the Waikato Faro Palma team and shared his insights leading into this weekend's game against Wellington and that must-win must match to take on, well, just revenge Last year's heartbreak when they lost to the mighty Canterbury side, women's Farah Palmer side as well. So coming up anyway, we're going to chat to Chris Waller. Chris Waller talking all things horses over in Australia. He is the trainer for a tissue in the Epsom. He also trains the mighty, very elegant. He is a classy trainer. He trains some absolute champions. So looking forward to chatting to him about what he thinks will happen this weekend. And I know he's hoping that it's going to win because I've... Well, a tissue, a tissue, we all get paid. Anyway, you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday the 30th of September. It is just after 6 a.m. Well, it's a great day of sport for you. Great day of guests coming along on the show for you. We're going to start it off nice and early. Just after 7, it's NRL Grand Final Week. And what a week it is for fans and the players involved. Someone that knows what it takes to lift the Proven Summers Trophy, Benji Marshall. Benji Marshall, the one and only Benji from the South Sydney Rabbitohs, joins us just after seven. I can't wait to share that with you. And then following that, I'm going to share my top five top Kiwi League players of all time and why. And why? And also, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you at home. Give us a text on double eight, double three. Your top five or your top league players, Kiwi, Kiwi league players of all time. And uh, I'll share those following that Benji Marshall interview. Looking forward to that. And then keeping the theme up and heading to the provinces. Well, this morning we are joined by Southland Stags coach Dale McLeod as they prepare to take on Tasman on Sunday. And, and the beautiful... Nelson City too. What a what a place that is. Always sunshine in there. If you're listening to Nelson uh, from Nelson, give us a shout out. Love that place. It's always good to visit the mighty Nelson. And then sticking with a bit of rugby, but this time the women's format, Farah Palmer Cup semi final this weekend. Waikato versus Wellington, and the winner will take on Canterbury in the final. James Simple is the coach for Waikato. He's had a very successful two years. They've got a bit of a uh, predicament. They've got 
nine players that have been left um, that, that aren't playing, that are part of the Black Ferns. That's just the way the system's gone. So he's had to rely on a lot of youth and inexperience. So I just want to see how he's tracking for this weekend's must-win match to take on the Canterbury Women's uh, Farah Palmer Cup team. So looking forward to chatting to James Semple and then to finish the day off strong and an interview I'm absolutely pumped for. I always talk about her. Always talk about this horse. A tissue races this Saturday in the Epsom Handicap. And Chris Waller trains her and many, many classes, horse, classy horses as well. So we'll chat to he'll chat to us about the preparations and maybe share a wee tactic or two we can look for and maybe a few tips leading into this big weekend of racing. So make sure you stay tuned. 8.40ish, we're going to chat to Chris Waller out of Australia. He's an absolute champion trainer. He trains a lot of the great horses over in Australia, and uh, he'll have some great tips for us on the show. And I know you all love tips, so make sure you stay tuned. 8.40ish, we're going to chat to Chris Waller. But, um, yeah, that's the show today. We've got a lot of topics we need to cover, a lot of sport we need to talk about, and I can't do it without my team up in Auckland, Trudy, Joe, and Karen, and Louie. Good morning, team. Morning, Izzy. Morena. Morena, Izzy. How are you, mate? How you doing? Morena. Good, 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 mate. Good. I'm doing really well. I'm, I'm not as good as old Tim, the teacher. He's, he's messaging already. Morena, Izzy, and Louie. Thanks to the SENZ and Temper, had my first sleep on my Temper Pillow that arrived yesterday. Sensational, he reckons. Sensational. <laughs> Nice. From Kushner and the team at Temper. How good is that? Very good. And um, glad it got there. I mean, COVID has really kind of spun the wheels on a lot of uh, a lot of things. So great great to hear that the pillows arrived. And it's, uh, I mean, by all accounts, so it's NASA certified, first of all. So if something's NASA certified, <laughs> you're usually looking in the kind of top percentile, aren't you? Oh, yeah, man, if it's, a, if it's good for NASA and sleeping up in space, well, it'll be good for down here on planet Earth. I can't. Oh. Have you got one, Louie? <laughs> no, no. I, mate, Baz, Baz has got the got the kit. He's got he's got the set. So, well, um, when Baz gets back, he can do all the sing all the praises. But by all accounts, yeah. very, very, very good. So, Tim, congratulations and thank you. Back down here on Earth, you've been you're you're definitely on Earth at the moment. Two feet grounded with sick kids, aren't you, Izzy? <laughs> Yeah, she's a, she's a bit of a grind at the dag house. I thought I thought the kids were getting better, and then just took a wee turn yesterday, and, and we're just struggling at night. Hey, they're not sleeping, and oh, we're just playing um, but a beer, you know, beer poker. We're going into all the kids' rooms. They're walking up, walking in, crying at one in the morning, giving me a hell of a fright when I'm in my deep sleep. But hey, they're they're a little bit crocked, though, just a little bit off. That's okay. That's okay. We my dad's here. He's leaving today, so it's great to have the old man here. From the mighty Hawks Bay, he's been here since last Tuesday, and uh, he's had a good time. And just feel for him; we've we've all been sick, so we haven't been able to achieve much. But he's been okay, just sitting in there punting on Eagle Tarzan, Eagle Tarzan, Louis. Yeah, not great, <laughs> was it? I guess. Um, <laughs> look, <laughs> he's like, look at that thing. It thinks it's a pig. Thinks it's a pig. Is rocking its head like a pig dog. Yeah. Well, it's just over raced. I mean, these horses, some young horses that are very talented can do this. And I guess that it's a, up to the trainer to work out what, what's it not liking. But mm. I haven't seen a horse over race like that for a while. It was really, really throwing its head around. It threw its head around so much that Matt Cameron, who did tip us the horse a couple of weeks ago, had to mm. pull it four wide at about the 700. So it was never, he ever going to run on. 
the old, the old fella reckons um, maybe it might like it probably doesn't like being behind horses. You know, it was probably it was right up. You know, the other horses. Um, backside, I should say, and then he 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 reckons you get it to the front, it might go right. So yeah. give it another chance in a couple of weeks. He also said a lot of the horses there um, have raced in Cambridge Synthetic, and they've gone there, and so the odds were inflated, um, and the odds were and a lot of the um, favourites yesterday were getting beaten by absolutely long odds uh, from some um, some big odds, you know, big old winners, which was which was crazy. So um, yeah, so there's a lot of lot of things going on in, in Rotorua yesterday. Yeah, yeah, well, that's a pretty good point from your old man actually, because the the so the track mm. obviously it's faster at Cambridge. You, you can run good times, mm. but you also a lot of these at this time of year you're getting a lot of horses that haven't had many starts. It's really like their second, third, fourth yeah. start in their career. So you don't really know how they're going to cop a track. So you're kind of looking to breeding. So Eagle Tarzan was a Tavistock, and you think oh should be able to handle what was it a soft eight or nine I think. Um, yeah, just look. It just over raced. Oh, I think we will stick with it though. Barbarina, the dollar sixty shot in that race, got rolled as well. So oh, it, I know, mate. And I then know. and then later, and then I thought I was, I thought I had one, and it got a little drift on Flag Hunter, and you don't usually get a drift on a Tony Pike horse if it's not going to win, and it ran a second, and I thought, ah, but that's just how it goes today at Waverley. There are a couple of chances, so we'll have a look at that. But the weekend, the fields are out for the weekend, and that's what we really, that's what we really like. It's a Group One weekend. The Windsor Park Plate down in Hastings, the Epsom over in Sydney, then the Turnbull in Victoria, mm. where we've got incentivised the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup favourite up against Very Elegant. Oh, it's a fantastic weekend of racing. It's I saw a, that. Yeah, I, I saw that. Look, look, Damien, is it Damien Lane? Damien, Damien Lane's Lane, riding Frosty Lane. Elegant. Yep, and. Frosty Lane, so they've given, they've bought very elegant in to, to give them a bit of time building up for the Cox players. Am I right? Bingo, mate. So Chris Waller, the master yep. trainer, mm. he's said, oh, I think, and because she can be quite a temperamental mare to ride, she's she's very particular. Mm. Um, James McDonald and Mark Zara have done all the riding on her, really. So Damien's going to have a have a spin on her this week. He's very good though. He's got very good hands. Mm. He's a kind of a jockey's jockey. People, he he makes good decisions. He's a professional. So. Oh, that's going to be a hell of a race. That is going to be a very mm. good race, the Turnbull. Mate, oh, I love Very Elegant. I can't believe she won her last race. I want to talk to Chris Waller about that too because we, we saw what it was doing. It was 250 out. It was dead and buried, and then it just found another gear. So what a horse that is. But I saw the, the odds yesterday for the Cox Plate, and that Zaki yeah. is $1.35 to win the Cox Plate, mate. Is it that good of a horse? Is that true? Is he actually $1.35? Yeah. It was I think it was dollar thirty five on the TAB when I saw the odds yesterday when Brendan Popwell and Thad were talking about it. Wow. And um yeah, it was a dollar dollar thirty five and very elegant was two fifty. Um which was I'm getting uh two dollars two dollars in, in Australia to seven dollars, but still the fact that it's that short, I mean that is <laughs> insane. I mean it's this is like you gotta remember the Cox plate is the hardest race. Hardest weight for age race mm. to win. It's a, it's a true mm. battle of the best equine flesh in Australia and around the world. And you've got horses like very elegant. Um, we don't know if Animo is going to go. Uh, Moonga, um, there's you know Probabil Colette. There's proper horses. Superstorm, but Zaki. I mean, what he did last start though, hands and heels. He wasn't even pushed. And Probabil, who we know how incredible she is, couldn't even get near him. So, like, mm. kind of tells you all you need to know. Is it? Um, yeah, mm. it's it's an exciting time. Spring racing is very exciting, and uh, we spoke to Darren Williams. 
didn't we, uh, yesterday or the day before about crowds and um, day, before, yep. day before about whether we could get crowds down there to Cup Week or Cup, the Tuesday, the New Zealand Trotting Cup in uh, Christchurch at Addington. It's going to be gutting. And, and then yesterday, I don't know, if, did you see the news with our COVID numbers? Yeah. Yeah. So how are you guys doing? Like, that's pretty... Yeah, it's pretty deflating, eh? So, Truths. what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Because they're, they're kind of beating around yeah, the bush with it, are they? I'm shocked, actually. Like, that's jumped six mm. times. Six, the amount six, whatever you say, this early in the morning. Six times, isn't it? From eight the day before to 45. Mm. That's just crazy. It's a little bit disheartening. Yeah. It makes, yeah. it makes you wonder, is he like... Uh, when we came out, when we came down from level four to level three, and there was still community transmission, you know, you kind of it was a bit of a feeling like I oh, were kind of admitting a little bit of defeat on elimination, aren't we? And and it was kind of like mm. this was always prone to happen. But I guess like not to be too over dramatic, they do. It's a lot in the same houses, and it's the same sort of cluster, yeah. Trudy. Is that yeah, right? and vulnerable communities like it's transitional and emergency housing, so they tend mm. to be more. And you know, you got to feel for them too. So. No we just got to keep on, stay vigilant, stay the course, keep the mask on, wash you, your hands. Do you feel like Aucklanders are, are still sticking to the rules-ish? No. Or they, no. Oh, let, it, let it pretty loose, There's eh? this element of not very niceness, like I'm in a few Facebook yeah. group chats, and people are just, just not getting very nice. And so I've actually called someone out yeah. in the group and said, that's just racist, can we not? <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. bit of that. There's a bit of xenophobia, there's a bit of yeah. just genuine, and like, I don't care where you sit politically, but I, I'm getting a little bit exhausted with just the, like I understand that we need to put pressure on the government, but there's like just a lot of tension, a lot of people just yeah. like, and you know, I love... Send, <laughs> send chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Just, can we have just, yeah. <laughs> and I, like I'm not saying that what that, by no means do I agree with, and do I think that they've done the world's best job, but I just, there just seems to be a lot of tension between lots of different parties in the, at the moment, and mm. What about the blokes? There's about 35 blokes playing a game of touch in Auckland in the weekend <laughs> down at the beach. It's like, come on. Like, how are you going to get away with that? You're quite adorable because you won't even go to the next suburb. You're just like, that's not right. I like to go from Ellerslie to Parnell. That's just, you know. No, I, I won't. You're, no, quite, you're quite adorable. No, you're a real rule stickler. So I like that about you. I feel safe. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler for it. Is he? I don't know. I don't know. We'll be all right. It's, it's, it is... You just get a little bit kind of exhausted, though, don't you? What do you young ones yeah. think in the box there, in your little box out the back? What do you guys think? Because you know, you're the future of you're the future. I mean, look, I've got fast food. That's all I really need to stand myself. <laughs> you know, I'm like pretty happy. <laughs> I'm not really spending any money. I'm saving for the first time in my life. So you know, everything's all right actually. I'm happy. Yeah, right. Nineteen-year-old kids, what's your take? French cafe back next door, baby. I'm happy. Yeah. That's all I care about. <laughs> that is my mocha. Good, the little French couple with their... My mocha's are back, oh. yeah. I'm happy. Well, yeah, I, I need to they, they, they don't have many responsibilities in the back there. They've they got, yeah, they got a big responsibility putting this show on there, but not really in life responsibility. So I can understand that. Um, I want to know, like, it, when, we, when, when we do listen at one o'clock and... I haven't listened for a while now because all, all you're waiting to hear is those numbers. Is is it pretty deflating? The whole time, the whole time you're just listening, you just want to, you're listening for those numbers and then you hear the 45, you're like, oh, here we go. But for us in the rest of the country, we're like, oh, poor Auckland. But for you guys, it must, you know, I, I don't listen anymore. Get a bit of understanding. It's, nah. 
I, I just checked out because it's just it's so much of the same as eh? like it's so much so repetitive and and then the you know the, what's actually become like I reckon if you played it I get a bit of PTSD is the squawk of the press gallery when they all, <laughs> when they all when yeah. they all try to get their first question and it's like oh and it's like yeah. it's quite anxious. <laughs> it's like Jessica and Tova and which one's going to get asked first oh, yeah. for the question? You know how they all just yell over each other? It's like do we not? Can we not just like we've been doing this for eighteen months? Can we not just have a list? This is the order the questions are going to go and like you put a or go into a ballot and we draw them out god that would be the proper way i actually this text just sums it all up we should probably move on gents and trudes stay positive energy goes where thought process flows auckland is going to open up no ifs or buts let's go mark i think that's really nice <laughs> yeah good on you mark he's he's right hey one before you, did you see that um tiktok when the, uh jacinda and clark were walking down the beach yes and, um, <laughs> so like oh who's Who's that security guard? Who are they looking at? It's oh, it's Auntie Jacinda. <laughs> Auntie Cindy. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that was so and funny. And the kiwi milkshake. Oh, the, the milkshake and the, the cup holder has just made it even more mint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Who so are these? Dry. Yeah, man. Good milkshakes, though. They are so good. Who are these security uncles? <laughs> oh, so. A nice yellow coat from Jacinda. Act, yeah. Very act party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she just, yeah, oh, she's just out living her life like the rest of us. Thank you, Mark, for the message. Um, just circling back to some news recently. Remember Trudy when you said that Manny Pacquiao's gone full time politics? Yeah. He's, he's now re- retired. He's retired from boxing. The Pac Man is no longer. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of people probably assumed he retired a long time ago, but he has still been fighting. And um, yeah. not at the peak of his powers, but you read through some of the stats, Izzy, about his career and, and kind of what he managed to achieve over a long period of time, including the one that really threw me was he is the only boxer to hold world titles in four different decades. Wow. Well, he'll go down as one of the greats, mate, honestly. One of the greats. And, um, yeah, I, I actually wish he... Didn't do that. Hat didn't fight that last fight, you know, because mm. just you're only going to do damage to his brain and and his family. And just seeing his face and his wife having to feed him after that, I just it just wasn't great for his. So I'm happy. Hopefully, you know, a lot of boxers they come out and say, "Oh, I've retired, I've retired." And then you know, next minute come out and have another fight just to get some more cash. I hopefully he just stays retired because he is a hall of famer. He's done everything in the game of boxing. He has um, put. He has made boxing what the beast it is today. So just just keep it at that and just just go do your politics. Go spend time with your family. You've achieved so much. That's that's what I want to say, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, It would be a bit, is this the next evolution of celebrity boxing bouts, is he? So you know how we've got the Paul brothers. (laughs) Now we're going to have a a president boxing. Like, is he going to be calling out, like, um, (laughs) I don't know, you know, like Philippines calls out, I don't know, Taiwanese president. Like, they get in a ring together because that would be a bit unfair because he is... Um, while well, he's obviously an incredible athlete. I remember the Pacquiao-Jeff Horn fight going back maybe four years ago, three or four years ago, and he was on the other side of the hill, but him and Jeff Horn just went to war in Brisbane, and it was really, really good viewing. So some incredible memories. Probably fought Floyd Mayweather too late. A lot of people say Floyd ducked him and ducked him and ducked him mm. until he knew that he wouldn't be able to catch up with him, but that was a mega fight in 2015. It is 19 minutes past 6 o'clock today. Today is Thursday, which means we've got an All Blacks team naming. We've co- talked about it a little bit during the week. Double eight, double three, or please give us a call. 0800-150-811, the Kennards Hire phone line, or call us. Just hit that call button in the app if you're listening via the app. 
we want you to give us a call. Who are you looking for selection-wise for the All Blacks this week? What are the points of contention? Which players would you like to pitch to Izzy Dag? We'll get back to this after. We'll get back to that after this. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. 25 minutes past 6 o'clock, 0800 150 That is the Kenna Tire phone line. Give us a call right now. We're talking All Blacks. We're talking selection. Who would you like to see in this week's All Black side against the Springboks? Izzy, we spoke a lot about Bowden Barrett and Richie Moonga, I think it was on Tuesday, mm. but there are plenty of spots of contention. I'm curious to start with the outside backs. Um, post that bomb barrage in the weekend, have you had a thought to think about what you'd do with the outsides this weekend? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll just uh, I'll go through uh, the front five will stay the same for me in the mid. Uh, it's the back row and, and the back line. Whereas there's going to be a lot of debate about it. There's going to be a lot of debate. Where do they go? So the back three. Look, it's it's a, it's a tough one, but knowing what's coming and knowing what's what's about to to. You know, to prepare for them. I've gone with uh, Sevi Reese on the left. I've gone with Sevi Reese on the left wing. That is for uh, for me. I think he's just great in the air. He's good at what he does. Um, he can dominate. He's he's a great finisher. I think um, the reason I've gone with Sevu is because Anton's going to be playing centre. So centre is going to be Anton. If Anton's available, he'll jump in at the centre role. What does that mean? That means Rico Ioane for me is going to be pushed to the bench. He's going to be pushed out to the bench. And Will Jordan will be on the right wing, Geordie Barrett at the back. Harvey plays 12, Anton plays 13, and I think Brad Webber will probably maybe get a start at 9. Um, that's that's the team I'd pick. Um, Hoskins at 8, Ethan at 6, Savia at 7. Um, that's, the, that's the team I think the All Blacks will be looking forward to and, and heading down towards. Um, the reason, Just with the selections and, and the way that they play the game, so... It's a team. We've got someone on the line, have we? Uh, no, no, we don't. Yeah. Uh, but but it is it is a, a, a so so you would put Rico onto the bench just because we got a- ALB coming in and we'd like to see ALB back there and he's fit, if he's at full fitness he'll he's the sort of centre that would go really well in this sort of lineup. Yeah, look, I just yeah Anton's a world class centre and I know R- Rico's been playing centre and we love him on the wing. I just for for me I just think Sevu it, it would be the better fit for what's about to come. Like, they're going to be bracing a, another barrage. The the Springboks won't go away. They won't change what they've done. It nearly worked in that game. And, um, you know, I just think Sevu's probably just a little bit more dominant in the air. That's, that's my little bit of take from it. Um, don't get me wrong, Rico's an unbelievable finisher, and he'll probably prove me wrong with, with his um, ability to, to dominate the air. Um, I just think Sevu will be better fitted, and Will Jordan... He's played fullback. He knows how to dominate the air, and just Jordy Barrett will, will be an unleavened. Look, I might be proven wrong, but that's the team I'd, I'd go for. And then you've got to reward selections. And I think Brad Weaver came on. He added impact. He uh, he add, you know he he changed the game for the All Blacks. So I think he'll get a start. And then uh, Harvey at 12, ALB at 13. And then Ethan retains the sixth jersey. I feel he deserves another opportunity in that sixth jersey with how he went on the weekend. So that's my side. Um, Louis, and I want to hear from you at home. What do you think? What do you think that the All Blacks will go with? Do you think I'm right? Do you think I'm wrong? Do you think that they're going to go total different line? Or who do you think is going to, going to be playing this weekend? I think the front five will pick itself. Um, tight forwards, uh, Joe Moody, Cody Taylor, Nepal Lalala are outstanding. Brody Vitalik and uh, Scotty Barrett, they'll be looking to have a big, big performance this Saturday. 
And then, um, yeah, Lucy's and backline is probably the big talking point. So I want to hear from you at home. Double eight, double three. Give us a text, please, or give us a call. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. I really want to talk to you. Talk me through this. Give me a chat. Give me a call. We'll chew the fat and we'll go through our selections together and why. Beautiful yeah. stuff. There's plenty of points of con- yeah because there are so many different ways you can look at it because it's kind of one of those ones. There's a lot of versatile players. Is that's what I'm picking up from you. There's a lot of players that can play at different positions. Yeah. So when you pick one somewhere, it kind of changes the jigsaw puzzle, doesn't it? It kind of changes the complexion of either the back three Lucy's or the back three outside backs, including the midfield as well. And then you add in, well, where if Bowden Barrett starts or if he's on the bench, what would that do to mm. the interchange? Interchange. What is this? Rugby league. Rugby League <laughs> after 7 o'clock with Benji Marshall. But 0800-150-811, give us a call. What would you be doing with selections? The Royal Challenges, Bangalore, guided home by A.B. de Villiers and Glenn Maxwell. Would you rather have two blokes at the crease have beaten... Who have they beaten? Not too sure, but they've just won by seven wickets in the IPL, so they are going very well for Skipper. Rajasthan Royals. Ah, it's the pink of the Rajasthan Royals. Is that a mullet from A.B. de Villiers? That is concerning, but I love it. It is half past six o'clock right now. It's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-eight minutes away from seven o'clock. Thank you, Trudy. Plenty going on in the world right now. As we uh, look towards a busy sporting weekend again, the NRL Grand Final on Sunday evening. Izzy, will you be staying up late and braving it Monday morning? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably will actually. I'll probably will. I want to see if, if Benji can get the fairy tale finish and maybe stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned for seven o'clock because we had a great chat with them yesterday. But I'm probably. Yeah, I'm probably just going to jump in bed and, and see if I can keep the eyes open and watch it and then wake up early and might get the update on on social media. But I'll try, Louis. I'll try. What about yourself, mate? Yeah, I'll do my best. I'll be trying to have a big old sleep Sunday morning, maybe even go for a little... Might set the show up on Sunday, then go back to bed for a couple of hours and then get back up for the league. I think that could be the play. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a uh, all nighter straight into radio. What do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we have a Zoom session with some beers? <laughs> no, that might not go well. We we'll turn up at six a, six a.m. That might be Ooh. some uh, very BSA worthy listening. Debatable radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. None of that. Um, I was just reading a story then about. Oh, I know we've spoken about it nauseam, but how much of a cluster the MIQ system is. Somebody in Australia got a spot, but there were no flights on that date from Sydney. So the only way she'd be able to get home was if she, her and her family flew to Singapore and then to New Zealand for a cost of $11,000. Isn't that insane? Isn't that insane? Oh, my God. Anyway, I digress. I the key word for the year is shambles. As he uses the word mm. quote a lot, but a shambles, your word, Izzy, but I think that just covers it all. Shambles. Oh, mate, oh, there was, I think I was talking to Dan before. He reckons um, Michael Venus, he missed out. Michael Venus, he's missed out, and I think he wants to go against the government. I think he's keen, keen to bloody sue the government or something. Like that. We'll try, you know, because it is. You can't, like, these... Yeah, like there's a lot of people out there that are up in rules about this. Mm. They're just missing out. Uh, Hayden Wilder, he missed out. He he wasn't able to come to uh, carry the other 
triathlete, he's able to get home and see his family. But Aiden Wilder missed out, so he won't be back till next Christmas. Oh, man, it's it's tough. It's tough. Hopefully, our good mate Baz can get back. That's the main thing, really, isn't it? We miss our good mate over there in the UAE. Well. What I hate about it is, is that it kind of, yeah, that is the, it's the main thing for us, but I hate it. What I hate about it is that it's kind of pitting humans against humans. Like, it's kind of like my issue is bigger than your issue. Like, it's kind of like that set, you know, when yeah. I'm sure people are rightly stoked when they get their family member a room or something, but then it's like you're celebrating mm. at the expense of someone else who just, well, anyway, <laughs> it is a very strange time. Right now, it's uh, time for a loveracing.nz update, which could get strange if I keep tipping losers. I don't necessarily think I t- <laughs> <laughs> a loser yesterday. Eagle Tarzan one was one we were very keen to follow, and it raced like a, well, not like a racehorse. Today we're at Waverley out there in regional Taranaki. Now, Waverley is one of those tracks where there are certain people and certain trainers and certain locals that have very, very, very good oil. And if you don't have access to that, you can often just follow the market, like this one here. Race two, Bill Thurlow, a local first starter, Darcy Brahma Philly, called Nota Brass Razu with Charlotte O'Byrne. This the bookies opened this at twenty six dollars. It then moved to eighteen, then to fifteen, and now to thirteen. Now this is a local, so you imagine there's a bit of oil from the stable about this, and there's no there's only one scratching in the race. And I think the only reason they're moving this market like that is because people very close to the stable would have had a bet. So it's one of those days where you just follow, work out where the trainer <laughs> is, who the trainer is, and you might follow it. Another one. Race three, Chrissy Bambury, third time around. Chrissy Bambury's been on fire. She trains um, in the central districts, of course. You know, doesn't mind tipping one out. She's pretty bullish when she's bullish. 17s to 14s to 13s to 12s. Third time around, number 12 in race three. And then I see my good friends at Boys Get Paid. Well, they've got one in today. Princess Biddy for Chrissy Bambury opened at $3.60. It's into $3.30. That is race five. The Boys Get Paid, Chris Hayes, Livestock Maiden. Wouldn't it be great if the lads could win their own race with Princess Biddy, who ran a really nice race in the Wanganui Guineas fresh up. So it is a chance. Um, I assume it'll probably, I haven't, I will look at the track condition now, but I assume it'll probably be wet again. So punt with caution like your old man always does is yeah it'd be my uh that'd be, it'd be my advice what about saturday mate saturday and hastings mm-hmm. and of course i mav is up against spring tides spring tides come way in so Pumwari has seen the light he's he's taking us seriously here and and it's got it back to 450 can it get one better against course i mav and hastings or saturday uh, well, Chrissy Bambury, she's flying. It's a slow nine at Waverley today at 6.18. That's the latest. Um, short answer for me, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't, I'd see Springtide flu, but I think the step up for Coulson Mav is his natural progression. I, I don't, he's short, isn't he? It's like $1.80 or something. Let me just check. $1.80, $1.80 Coulson Mav. That's too $1.80 short. $1.80 Coulson Mav, four twenty spring Springtide. So... Again, I think they're both too short. Like, I think at the prices, you probably, oh, I don't really know. I mean, Coulson Mav, for me, it's too short at $1.80. Deserved favourite, definitely, but that is very skinny. Um, well, we've got a, a couple more racing slots this week, so we might be able to find the winner of this race. But, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Spring Tide, what did we get at last time? 14s and 370 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, 14 bucks, 370. So, well, look, it's a great weekend for racing. 
Aussie and New Zealand. I can't wait. It's going to be cracking. Yeah, it is going to be cracking. Um, hopefully the kids are fighting fit and we've got some good weather. I think Trudy said <laughs> yesterday the weather's not going to be bad up here in Auckland. So it'll be bloody good. And if you want to get involved and have a bet, whether that be today at Waverley, tonight at Cambridge, this weekend at Hastings, tomorrow at Tarapa where there is a very good meet, you need a $50 bonus bet from the TAB. And <laughs> the good news is we've got one. Ka-ching. We've got one. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I reckon the quiz today. I'm not even going to say it. It's tough. <clears throat> I'm not even going to say it. It's tough. Mm. It is tough. But I reckon, I reckon you're going to need a few here. I reckon you're going to need a few people yep. to line up. 0800 150 20 minutes away from seven. Quizzy Dag for a $50 TAB bonus bet. Coming right up. It's Quizzy Dag. Quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> good morning, good morning. It's that time of the morning. It's quizzy dag time. Quizzy dag time. See, I was going to give you a wee remix there. That's how good we are on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. But no, no, no. Stay tuned because we're going to bring another little intro and maybe a little DMX little rundown. Can't wait to do that with my man in the back, Kieran. Anyway, we got a quiz. We got a quiz, and we're going to go to Tim Squared. Battle with the Tims are up first. Tim from Mount Wellington, you're up, bud. Morning. Oh, morning, mate. Yeah, we're going to go battle the Tim. You, you're taking on Tim from Christchurch, so good luck. Here we go. Which English Premier League side did retiring Phoenix captain Stephen Taylor play for? Newcastle United. Yes, nice. Okay, here we go. Number two, which US gymnast says she should have quit rather than going to Tokyo Olympics? Simone Biles. Oh, but easy to start. Here we go. The tough ones are coming. How old was Nico Paulius when he won bronze medal at the Winter Olympics? Five, four, three, <laughs> yeah, uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. No. Sorry, Timmy. Sorry, Tim. Have a good day, bud. Tim from Christchurch. He was 16, wasn't he? He was 16, mate. He was 16. Question number four. Which Australian cricketer has been dropped from the Sunrisers Hyderabad IPL team? Uh, Steve Smith. No, Timmy. No, Timmy. Sorry, mate. Have a good day. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Morning. Good. We're good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Nice here in Nelson. Oh, beautiful Nelson City. Love that place. Anyway, here we go. Which Australian cricketer has been dropped? David Warner. Sunrat. David Warner, it was. Here we go. Question number five, Dean. For that $50. Here we go. Who went head to head with Buck Shelford and the Hucker while the All Blacks were on tour in 1989? Five. Four. Three. Gibbon? Two. One. No, no. Sorry, Dino. Have a good day, mate. 
Good morning, Zaid. Good morning. morning, What was the question, sorry? Who went head-to-head with Buck Shelford and the Haka while the All Blacks were on tour in 1989? Oh, a bit young for that one. Only only born in um, the 2000s, but you can give it a go. Is it Bucky's Bolter? No. No, sorry, Zaid. Don't have a clue. That's all right, mate. Next time. Next time. That's why we do this. Next time. Alan. Good morning, Alan. Who was it? Good morning. Um, uh, nah, nah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. 1989. Nah, I finally came through at the right time, but... <laughs> sorry, Alan. Have a good day, mate. Craig. Craig from Auckland, he's had time, he's had time. Craig, good morning. I have had time, hopefully I've got it right. <laughs> yes, How about it? Willie Anderson? Bang, baby! <laughs> Shot, Craig. <laughs> yes, you've had time and you nailed it, mate. Well done. What are you going to go for? I don't know yet. I'll have a look in the apps and know. Some, some little outsider, I think. Somebody that's paid good money. Come with me, a tissue's paying 19 you bucks. You've got a cold. A tissue. Yep. A tissue, yeah, oh, a right, tissue. We all cold. get paid. Yeah, I'll have a look. <laughs> I actually have a look, bud. All yep, good, Al. Ah, Craig. Yep. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Oh, there you go. A yep. tissue, a tissue. No one's getting getting hooked in like Daggy. I got. A, I needed a tissue actually this morning. I've got a runny nose and a cold. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, that was, that a, was a good last question, though. It was a good quiz because it was like false sense of security. Everyone was flying through it. Tim was nailing it, and then the old Willie Anderson stumped him. Mm. And uh, that's how it's good. And, and then imagine that someone asking for a little outsider in the Epsom. Wow, Izzy, you just. I mean, you've, you've already put, set me uh, straight this morning. You told me who's winning the Epsom. <laughs> <laughs> you told me exactly who's winning the Epsom. We're going. We're going. Stay with me, a tissue, a tissue, we all get paid. But anyway, anyway, what about Paul Zaid? I was born in 2000, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Just I was a... born in 88 too, so I don't even know that one. But anyway, it was a great quiz, great quiz. Good that Zaid's listening is 2000. He'll be on the app, yeah. no doubt. There's no way he'd be on the old transistor. He'll be on the app because he's, he's, he's mm. flicking from TikTok to uh, SENZ in between. And um, if you are, Zaid, you can actually go follow our TikTok, SENZ Breakfast. So uh, we're trying to go viral. So uh, in the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pop off. We'll be back with Trudy's World, which would go viral every single day if I got the chance. Uh, four minutes away from seven, Baz and you for breakfast, 30th of September. What a great Thursday morning it is. We've got pacing for purpose. We've got Chris Waller coming up, Benji Marshall, so much more, including a bunch of local domestic rugby as well. But right now. It's true as well. 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 Morning, yes, nice to see you guys bouncing around to my jingle there. Thanks, Joe and Izzy, you know, nice dancing. <laughs> uh, from today's cheeky little bugger department, a Danish artist has been given 80 grand by a local museum to make a work of art. A young guy, and when he delivered the piece he was supposed to make, he gave them two blank canvases and said they were titled Take the Money and Run. So I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> 
That's a bit cheeky. Yeah. Um, And you guys were talking about temper pillows and deep sleep before, and you're tired as today, Louis. You're little, you're yawned all today. Time, you're so cute. You're gonna fall asleep. Um, so I thought I'd talk about dreams because they're a bit weird, aren't they? I mean, last night I dreamt about breeding pit bulls for the police. I mean, where does that even come from? What does that even mean? (laughs) And it was so clear when I, I know, like I don't even like dogs, let alone pit bulls, and the cops were like, what? Like where, so they say What would they use them for? I don't know, that's not that clear, but they were white and they had the black eye and I bred bred them for the police. It was a quite clear dream and and so they say that you don't eat cheese before bed because it gives you weird dreams, but I didn't eat any cheese, so where does that even, like why? So I did a little bit of Googling this morning and dreams don't mean anything. So they're just brain impulses that pull random thoughts from anywhere. So I don't have pit bulls or police in my memory, so I don't know. And then... I read somewhere that it's repressing your wishes. So I'm up, that dreams repress your wishes. So does that mean I want to breed pit bulls? Wow. You want a pit bull? No. You want a pit bull, I've Trudy? I would, that would be the that, last dog I know, that exactly. I think you'd have. I'm, I'm, I've got two kittens. I don't want a pit bull. I don't want a dog at all. I'm going to just going to play um, Fleetwood Mac dreams and not pit bull Mr. 305, Mr. <laughs> Worldwide. <laughs> So Do you I'm, have weird dreams though, guys? Like, is that yeah. is it just me? Uh, What's your? Because sometimes that is fade away and there's nothing, right? Oh, I've had some weird dreams, and then you wake up and you're in a bit of a mood. Oh man, it's crazy what the mind can think up. But on the pit bull, we used to have a pit bull. We used really? to have a pit bull back in in Hawke's Bay, and not a funny story, but a story. Our pit bull got stolen. Our pit bull got stolen in Flaxmere. So my sister was at home. One of the Mangamore prospects walked up, said. This is my dog now, and my sister went out. That's my dog, and then he took it off, and um, yeah, we never seen that dog again. Poor whip. My dog got stolen as well, and and from the Mungo Robin Hawk space. So ah, bloody mungies. I had a dog. That's (laughs) yeah, so gutted. It's (laughs) so that's so random, is he? We had our dog Max got stolen by the Mungo Mob. And in Leithfield Beach, it's not like they were around that often, mm. but they drove in and they they and it was like a real it was an issue. They were coming in, they were stealing dogs yeah. from front. Wow! See, maybe I was yeah, supposed so to dream that last night for you guys to share your stories. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bought it. I love that dog. His name was Whip, and yeah, they uh, never saw it again. And I think they used him for, for dog fighting, which is terrible. So um, yeah, there you go. Football story for you. No, it's not like uh, Mr. Three. Always leads to somewhere, Trudy's world. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. Coming up to the news with Trudy. No pitbulls in the news, I hope. For Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. We are craving that McCafe coffee this morning up here in Tamaki Makoto. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 30th of September, and it's just after 7 in the morning. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are in the country, wherever you are. Might be in Rotorua, 15.48 a.m. You might be in Taranaki, 97.2 FM. Or you might be in Nelson, 9.90 a.m. 9.90 a.m. over there in the mighty Nelson. So wherever you are tuning in, thanks for listening. We've got a great hour ahead of us. We've got Benji Marshall just coming up. It is NRL Grand Final Week. And what a week it is for fans and players involved. Someone that knows what it takes is the man, Benji Marshall. He joins us for a great wee interview coming up. So looking forward to sharing that with you. And then following that, I'm going to share my top five Kiwi League players of all time. Kiwi League players. There are so many greats. There are so many greats that have played the game of the league. But I'm going to share my top five that have uh, inspired me, 
um, who I've have really appreciated watching over the years. Um, so looking forward to sharing those. And I'd love to hear from you at home, your top five or your top league Kiwi. They have to be Kiwi league players of all time. We've had some greats over the years. So looking forward to sharing that with you. And then, well, keeping the theme up with heading to the provinces. Well, this morning we're joined by Southland Stags coach Dale McLeod as they prepare to take on Tasman. And then in, after eight, in the eight o'clock hour, we're going to go across the ditch and get to a man who is trainer and an absolute champion trainer, as is, is Chris Waller. And he trains a tissue. And well, if you need something in the Epsom handicap, look no further than a tissue. A tissue, we all get paid. It's paying about 18 bucks, five bucks a place. It's up against the great Maunga, Riodini, um, some absolute champion horses. It's going to have its work cut out, but way. We love championing Kiwis, and well, a couple of Kiwis own it, and it has started in New Zealand. It is across the ditch now making gains. So looking forward to chatting to Chris Waller. Very elegant as well, has been brought in to race on that card. So looking forward to chatting to Chris Waller out of Australia. And then we're going to chat to James Semple just after 8 o'clock as well. He is the coach of the Waikato Women's Farah Palmer team. So yeah. As always, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your text messages. Let me know your top five Kiwi League players of all time. Double eight, double three. And one of those, well, he's definitely on my list. He's definitely on my list. Benji Marshall. Well, I caught up with him yesterday. It is six minutes past seven. Bears and Izzy. Oh, well, we're lucky enough on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast to be joined by an absolute legend. Doesn't need no introduction. He's already a premiership. Premiership winner for uh, West Tigers in 205, and he made me a West Tigers fan. Well, I don't know, his erraticness on that field, his skill, his sidestep, his goosey. And well, it's great to be joined by the one and only Benji Marshall, who could be having a fairy tale. Well, end, it might not be an end, actually. He's still got a bit of life left in those legs. Benji Marshall, how are you, brother? Mate, what an intro. How, how do you beat that? How do you beat that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, hey, hey! Sorry to bother you. I know you're you're grand final week, but mate, you got daddy duties in front of you. You've just been uh, back to reality, wiping your son's bum, eh? Well, bro, as you know, part of the job is uh, you got to do those little things, and um, it doesn't matter what time of the week it is. If it's grand final, it doesn't matter, bro. You got to get the job done. And uh, my son was yelling at me, "Dad, I'm finished. Hurry up!" So I just had to hurry up and get it done, man. Oh, me, bro. Nah, thanks so much for your time. I know you're a busy man, and especially in this such important week. Um, my, t- my daughter's yelling at me, too, to turn on the TV. Oh, mate. We're a share. We're just all about family in this little outfit. What an interview. But, mate, um, tell us about the week. The week ahead, um, obviously, last week, pretty successful, beating Manly, and then leading into another finals week. How are you feeling, bro? Nah, good. It's, a, it's, a, it's obviously a busy week. Um, there's a lot more media commitments uh, this week. Due to the, the how how big the game is, but um, no, the exciting part for me is it's, it's been 16 years since my last grand final, you know, which is a pretty long time, and um, I think I'm almost older than you. But I've got dudes in my team who are um, who weren't even born when I made my debut. That's how that's how I feel at the moment. But uh, I just feel lucky and, and really grateful that I'm still playing um, at this age and. Uh, not just that, to get the opportunity to play in a grand final, um, which potentially mm-hmm. could be my last game. I don't know. Everyone else is retiring me except me, but um, who, who knows what the future holds. But um, I think it's a pretty 
pretty special time um, in your life. As you know, you've had a lot of success and to carry your family and have everyone involved with you who rides the wave with you, um, to see how excited they are for me this week has been pretty special. Mate, 16 years, you touched on it. Does it still feel the same? Still get the same kick and same buzz? You're in another grand final, another chance to reach the glory? Oh, it does, yeah. Well, the thing is, when you when you play at this level, you know, you just have, when you have the passion and the excitement for the game um, and you're so competitive, you just always want to win. And then you know, not having that opportunity over my career that often has um, been quite devastating. But, you know, when you get to this moment, it makes it all worth it, you know, the hard yards you put in. But um, like I said to my team this week, it's, you know, you can't celebrate just making the grand final. You've got to go out and get the job done in the big ones. Because if you don't, then it's not worth it. So mm-hmm. um, we'll stop the celebrating for making it now and get down to the mahi to make sure we get the job done. Bro, you spoke about it. You've been there. You've been there in 2005. You know what it takes to win a grand final. Have you been a big influence amongst the team this weekend? Has Wayne Bennett called on you to just share your insights? I know you've got a great connection with Wayne. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think we've only got four guys that have played in the grand final before, um, and myself. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of young guys who haven't experienced what it's like and might be feeling nervous or a little bit of pressure. But for me, it's that, you know, you need to simplify the week as much as you can. You know, some people try and do more. Um, yeah, I just want to make it easier. And I tell the boys, just enjoy the week. Um, make sure you don't play the game too early. You don't want to, like, you know, be drained emotionally by the time you get to the game. and just the little things, I suppose, when you've been there before, you can help add to the boys. And, you know, when you get to training, you've got to do the hard yards and, and, and switch on, obviously. But as soon as you get away from it, you need to be able to have a relax and enjoy yourself and um, not try and play the game too early in the week. Mate, mate, that's some, some great advice. And when you think back to 2005, you, you know, you're a young kid. Uh, you, know, you had the world at your feet. What's the difference between 2005 and this Benji that we're going to see come Sunday? Well, I've obviously had to change my game a lot um, since then. When I was when I was twenty back in '05, I used to be able to step from Christchurch to Queenstown. <laughs> um, and then uh, when you turn thirty-six, I can probably step from Fakatane to um, Fakatane. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit the, the body changes and everything changes. But the thing that I reckon I've always been able to maintain and improve is the sharpness between the ears. And and yeah, you, know, you got to be able to use your strength. And at the moment, um, the big fella sitting between the the skull is um, doing a lot of the mahi for me at the moment, and uh, you know, mm. I feel like being able to add, being able to add in that way, um, in terms of the way you think about the game, is, um, is for me something I really love doing. What's the magical formula for for myself? I retired young, mate. You're 36. You're six years older than me, bro. No, you're only three. I'm 33. I'll be honest, but I retired <laughs> when I was 30. When I was 30, and I, you know, I wish I probably had another five years if I, my body was right. What's what's your magical formula? Um, I don't know. Well, I had a, at the start of my career, I had five shoulder reconstructions where I missed like 70 games um, mm. through injury. And I don't know, one of my coaches back then said, you know, at the back end of your career, you'll be able to play a bit longer for missing these games now. And um, I don't know, I reckon maybe just the passion, uh, how much I enjoy playing, um, yeah, how much I enjoy the role of playing. But for me, if I turn up to training every day and I don't feel like um, I want to be there, then I know it's a bit of drama. But yeah, I'm the most immature person at training. I um, turn up every day, have a laugh, and just try and lighten the mood. Um, but I don't know. It seems to be working for me. And what about your golf game, mate? You've been to be out on the golf course today. I know that's your, I know, to get a bit of, bit of yeah. fresh air away from the game, mate. How's the golf game going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, 
Well, when we were in quarantine uh, for two weeks, I just had my uh, 58 degree and the ball and put the mattress against the wall and practiced my chipping. And then when I got out of um, quarantine, my chipping was terrible. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's just golf. But no, I've been loving loving the golf. eh? It's um, just my release. And I swear to God, I think I'm a little bit like you. If I I didn't, um, if I could choose anything to do away from footy, it's, it's play golf. Yeah, nice. Nice, bro. What what do you love about the golf game? The challenges it presents. I love just you know not being able to defeat golf, well, get ahead of golf. You, yeah. you always got to you know you can never beat it. You can't rely on um, anyone else. You know, it's, obviously when you play a team sport, you got mates to lean on. But as soon as you get on the golf course, you only got yourself to blame. And I love that challenge. Um, you know, it's probably the most exciting and the most frustrating game at the same time. But like I said to you, I. It's the brain that gets the, the brain going, and it's a good way to get away from the wife for five hours. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, and I didn't mean to say it loud. <laughs> well, you're going to get your ears slapped in, boy. Better watch that. they got all the power. Oh, would, it the, would it be the first time, mate? <laughs> hey, bro. Um, well, look, I want to ask you, because before this, you know, this uh, yeah, this is the fairy tale finish, but from what I'm sensing, bro, you ain't over. It ain't over. You got me plenty of legs left, uh, plenty of juice left in those legs. You're ready to roll on. So, if you get the dub tonight, yeah, you back why, next year. Why? You, this is why you got a, a job in the media. You're very sneaky with the way you ask these questions, <laughs> and and you try and frame it like friendly, friendly banter. And then you're like, so what are you doing? Retiring or not? You know, all these ruthless dudes this week are just going. So you done or not? But you do a little sneaky way. I like that. Um, but I was just saying last night, like you don't want to say. Um, this is going to be my last game ever because then yeah. you know, what you do is you start feel like you got to, oh, it's my last game, I better put more into it or I better you know try and do more than I usually do. But you know, with our team, we're really focused on process-driven stuff this week and I don't need to do more than I need to do. So I don't need those thoughts in my head going into the game. Nice, bro. Nice. Way. Great answer. Great answer. I wasn't digging. I just read every article. You said you got mate, plenty of mate, juice left mate. in these legs. I love it. Oh, yeah. There's plenty There's plenty of juice, mate. No worries. Yeah. Awesome, bro. Oh, just quickly before we let you go, how's Wayne been this week? And uh, has he been pretty influential? And, and what's his what's his messages? Yeah, he's been really good. He's uh, well, he's won seven premierships before um, out of nine grand finals. So, Obviously, there's a lot of experience in the, in the big games to lean on. But, um, yeah, what I like about Wayne is he doesn't overcomplicate things and he, he makes it quite easy. And, he, you know, he's quite upfront and brutal with his assessment of everything. And um, we, just, we just make sure we, we train well with him and then keep him happy. But uh, he looks grumpy to most people, but he's, he's actually like one of the boys that uh, loves having a laugh and um, <laughs> loves having a joke. And he sits down the back of the bus and plays country music with the boys, plays cards. He loves it. Yeah, nice, very nice. Well, when are we going to see you back in Aotearoa, Fakatani, brother? I was, I was supposed to come back for um, a birthday not long ago, but obviously because the, the borders are closed, um, yeah. you know. But it's, hopefully around Christmas, if, if it's back open and we can come home, uh, bring the kids home. One of my sons only been there once, and my daughter um, hasn't been there yet because she's too young and we haven't been able to travel for two years. So um, hopefully soon. I, do, I actually do miss home a bit, yeah. Looking forward to that. Well, when you get back, we'll go play some golf, bro, and we'll, we'll, we'll head along yeah. and make another appearance at Rhythm of Vines, eh? Is that us? Yeah, I like All Blacks money, so I don't mind taking that off you. <laughs> bring it, my brother. Bring it. I love the Aussie dollar. <laughs> Woohoo! Let's go. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. It's even anyway at the moment. 
Yeah. Uh, nah, thanks very much, mate. Uh, I really appreciate your time, Benji. Uh, where's Kiwis? Love what you're about and what an unbelievable career. And I hope you get uh, chocolates at the end of the week. Cheers, brother. Appreciate that. Benji Marshall with his bro, is he dag? Did you love that, is he? I really enjoyed <laughs> listening to it, man. He is such a good dude. He was good. He was really good. I've met Benji a couple of times, um, but just uh, he's just still Kiwi at heart and, and just hearing him talk about his career and, and little moments, just little inklings to, to Wayne Bennett as well. Just got some real good good insights there and just loved it how he's just like that grand final week, but at the end of the day, he's still a dad, husband. He's doing all the father duties and doing his thing. And, mate, just, yeah, if you just think back to his career, his 20th season and uh, oh, his 16th season, I must say, what you know, what, what an unbelievable career. What an unbelievable career. And, and hopefully he can get the treats later on this week. I'm thinking South Sydney Rabbitohs will get up uh, against the Penrith Panthers. And uh, hopefully he gets the treats. And, and from what I'm hearing, it might not be the end. might not be the end from Benji. He's still got a lot of life left in his, in his body. And uh, I loved how he spoke about, you know, he used to have the, the game. He used to have the all-round game, the ability to step to run around players, but now he's playing smarter. It's all be- all, be- all between the scale. His mental side to his game is playing wonders and, and giving him longevity in the game as well. So, look, great great interview with uh, Benji. He's an, he's an all-time <coughs> all-time great, and, and I'm going to share. Obviously, he'll be in my top five list. We've had a few Texas come through. Stacey Jones, Simon Mannering, Ruben Wiki, Sean Hoppy. Gary Freeman, that is from Chris, that is from Chris, that is some absolute legends, couple in there that are in my list as well, another text here, Benji, Simon Mannering, Stacey Jones, Sean Johnson, Wayne Wallace, Wayne Wallace, that is from an unknown Texas, so keep those coming, your top five Kiwi League players of all time, I'll share mine a bit later on. 0800 150 811 is the phone line. If you want to talk NRL, will Benji get his swans? Well, it's not a swan song, I shouldn't say that. Will Benji get that famous victory all those years later? And who's your top five? Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 18 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. 23 and a half minutes past seven o'clock. You just heard from legendary NRL player and rugby league player Kiwi Benji Marshall about this weekend, what this grand final will mean to him and his, or how he's approaching it, which is just like any other week. And Izzy, you've uh, collated a little list of your, what, your favourite NRL players, your best NRL players? What are you calling it? Well, they're probably my favourite. My favourite top five Kiwi league players. Five. Number five. Number five. Now, this is a tough one. This is tough one, but I've gone for Ali Lawatiti. Ali, Ali Lawatiti, he was uh, an unbelievable black back rower. Uh, he, his time in New Zealand was cut short. He went over to, to England, played for the lead rhinos. But when he was here, the way he lit up Mount Smart with his unbelievable hands, his ability to offload, like you talk about Sonny Bill Williams, this guy was a freak. An absolute freak show with the offloading game. So Ali Lawatiti would have to be my fifth, my top five. He'd be number five on the list. Four. Number four. Wow, number four. This is an absolute legend. He spent a bit of a time over in in Australia before we got to see the real uh, Ruben Wiki. Ruben Wiki, uh, his ability to just... Just show absolute guts and courage. The way he used to tackle, the way he used to run that ball like nothing else mattered was just why I started loving Ruben Wiki. He's just a 
Love his stories of the way he trained off the field, on the field. It just trans transformed from off the field onto the field as well. So Ruben Wiki would have to be number four for me. Holy golly, Ruben Wiki has just hammered, absolutely hammered poor old Soliola. He is in Disneyland. There is some concern, <laughs> as you would well imagine after that. Three. Number three. What about that? You gave old Soliola an absolute battering, and Soliola's just retired actually from the Raiders as well. What an unbelievable career! But number three for me, I uh, can't go past this guy, SB Dub, Sonny Bill Williams. When he started out for the the Bulldogs, when he bursted onto the scene, we spoke about his offloading game, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that. He his ability to make those tackles, like he was the reason. Probably the NRL took out the shoulder charge. Let's be honest. The way he used to bend players backwards, and not just any players, probably players that were 10 times bigger than him, that the way he used to launch into those tackles, he made a young kid like myself and plenty of my friends in the Hawks Bay. We've got a guy called Sully, and who used to go around. We still to this day call him Sully Bill. I'm sure there's many kids. So for Sonny Bill, he'll be number three on my list. Two. Stacey Jones, you can't leave the little general out. The little general out. The way he led the Warriors in 2002, minor premiers, and then in that grand final, we thought there was hope. We thought there was hope. 8-6, he scored that unbelievable try right on the sticks. We've got a little clip for you. Marsh combining with Jones after CU2. You gave them an opportunity. Here's Jones in his face. Jones is inside the 10. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. This wonderful halfback, Stacey Jones, has opened them up after CUCU had provided the opportunity. See you, see you, see you later, Stacey Jones, number two. What an absolute champion. He will go down. I'm pretty sure he'll be one and two on everyone's list out there. What, a, what an absolute champion and a big ambassador for the Warriors rugby and how they play the game today. But I can't go further. You know who I'm going for, number one. Number one. Ah, uh, you know who I'm going for. We just spoke to him. We just spoke to him. Benji Marshall, for me, uh, mate, on the field, his way that he played, just, just real carefree. Uh, he's got that touch background. So, like, Sonny, if you listen to Sonny's post-match for Stan Sports, he always talk about it. Young kids running around the backyards. This is what they do. So, Benji Marshall, he was that guy for me. You know, running around the backyard, doing the goose step, doing the side steps. The way he bamboozled, bamboozled players around the world, around Australia. 2005 and that infamous grand final when he does that black backflip pass in the final. That just shows the courage and the confidence that this young player had. So Benji Marshall is number one for me. Foot kick down the ground into the end goal almost. Hodgson cuts it off. Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Pat Richards. Pat Richards has scored. A magnificent try. Link to the field stuff. Oh, that is one of the great grand final tries. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That was so good. That was so good. So that's my list. Number five, Ali Lawatiti. Number four, Ruben Wiki. Number three, Sonny Bill Williams. Number two, Stacey Jones. And number one, Benji Marshall. And I know there'll be a lot of players. My dad came in. I showed him my list. He said, what about Mark Graham? 
Mark Graham, I said, Dad, this is my list. This is my list, <laughs> not your list, okay? This is my list. So text the show. There'll be plenty, plenty. Text the show. Let us know. There's a text coming from Zane. He said, John Lomax, Jerry Suyusu, Stacey Jones, Benji, and Tawaraniko. Tawaraniko, what an absolute legend Tawara was. Oh, just carefree, absolute monster over in the Melbourne Storm. How good, how good. There's some absolute champions, but I want to hear from you at home. Please give us a text on double eight, double three. your top five Kiwi league players of all time. They don't have to play the NRL. There's been a few uh, coming in. Dennis Williams, he played out of Auckland. He's a, he's a champion. Stacey Jones as well. Craig, I'm sure Stacey will be on everyone's list, but yeah, there you go. There's my last Louis. Oh. Absolute champions of the game. And looking forward to Sunday. Hopefully Benji and the, and the Rabbitohs can get it up. I love it, Izzy. That was very well compiled, mate. Very well done. A good balance there of uh, hard hitters, skillful halves. That was awesome. I feel like, um, you know, it, I feel like as time goes by, right now it might be a bit too raw for league fans, but Roger Tuivasa-Shek, for what he did in mm. the game for the Roosters before then the Warriors and the standards he ha- upheld for the Warriors as an NRL player, he just did so much in such a young career. But I think as time goes on, we're going to really put Roger right up there. And for me, Simon Manor a proper workhorse from Nelson. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's from um, from the South Island. We love Simon Mannering as Warriors fans. Just a, a true club See, that, man. That's that's what you got to do, though. You got you got to find the, the people that inspired you. I feel the ones that inspired you yeah. that made made you love the game of league, made you want to watch them, made you turn that TV on to see them do that. And I, there's plenty of names out there that. That, 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 you know, Poliacena for the Warriors, you know, Tuki, you know, like, loved yeah. seeing those hit-ups. Like, those are the memories, and I want to hear what your memories are from those league players. Who inspired you? Give us a text. Double eight, double three. Even Kevin Locke flop, flop, throwing himself at the post that day down at Christchurch. <laughs> I was there at AMI Stadium, and it was pissing down with rain, and we thought the game was over, and he flies, and he scores that try and wraps himself around the upright. That was one of the most incredible things. Um, some great memories, some great Kiwi League players. It's 29 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Right now, it's the news for Trudy, with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, we are 26 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock. Talking NPC, we're going down to the deep south before the end of the hour. We just heard Izzy's top five all-time New Zealand or favourite New Zealand rugby league players. An unbelievable list of power and skill, including some of the game's greats. So you can go check that out if you just tuned in and you missed it. Our podcast channel's Baz and Izzy for breakfast, Apple... Spotify, iHeartRadio, through the SENZ app. We don't care where. Just go and subscribe so you don't miss anything and you can tune in to that. Just a couple of quick stories before we get back to the league. Today, we assume, we think, Aaron Major is about to be announced as the head coach of Moana Pacifica. His name has been linked to this new uh, Super Rugby club or team for a long time. Now it's been kind of the, the worst kept secret, really. And this hasn't been confirmed, but stuff 
www.go.nz. Well, they reckon they've got their hooks into it. Who's that? Paul Cully. He's pretty good on it. And uh, Moana Pacifica have posted up a, a picture on their social media with a shadow of an outline of a bloke who really does look like Aaron Major saying, head coach reveal coming soon. So expect to see that. And it is a great result for a guy who did very, very good work with the Highlanders, like really good work with the Highlanders when Tony Brown has come back and obviously taken over there. But Aaron Major, former Crusader, a highly respected rugby man. And in the Champions League right now, happening live, we've got... uh, Atlanta that are up 1-0 against Young Boys and Zenit are up 3-0 against Malmo who have got a red card. Those games are about to end. At 8 o'clock we have Bayern versus Dynamo Kiev. we got Wolfsburg versus uh, Sevilla and Juventus Chelsea. There is a blockbusting European heavyweight clash if I've ever seen one. Juventus uh, having to do some tough work but, uh, in their own home league in the city are uh, Benfica, Barcelona, Manchester United, Villarreal. So we'll keep you updated with those, but we got some more text, is he? We do, we do. Sorry, I just had my uh, mic off because I was doing a big cough before. I don't want to put it on the ears. <laughs> um, we've got some great texts here. Mate. There's actually been a few names. There's actually been a few names that I've, I've had, because they're a bit more before my time, so I've had to go have a wee look and get a bit more of an understanding. And there's this guy was an absolute champion. So we've got Tigers, Warriors, Knights, Kiwi. And then he put Mike Doreen. Mike Doreen, I've had a wee look. He had an unbelievable career. Played uh, 10 games for Sydney Tigers, 20 games for Hawks Bay, Canterbury. He's played Canterbury 43 games over for Canterbury. He's played for many teams. So Mike Doreen. As, as one of, from an unknown text as well. And then we've got another one, Morena, my five, top five Kiwis, Gary Freeman, Kurt Sorensen, Olsen, Filipina, and then Benji and Mark Graham. Mark Graham out of the Sydney Bears. That is from Kevin. And then we've got another text from Brett. Nico's second half performance in the 99 grand final is legendary. Should have picked up the Clive Churchill medal for it. His halftime chat was Steve Kearney. Let's just F him, smash them, bro. The pride of Huntley. Yes, yes Huntley. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Best part of that segment, Costo and Rabs exploding in the box. Number five, Simon Mannering. Number four, Monty Beethan. Oh, Monty. Monty Beethan, don't mess with Monty. Number three, Stacey Jones. Number two, Ruben Wiki. Number one, Awi Lawatiti. Oh, how good. That is from Adam. So keep those coming, mate. Some absolute legends. And there are some names that are a wee bit before my time too, but we should celebrate them. There, we've, we've been very lucky in New Zealand to have some great Kiwi League players from around the world in this era and, and the old era and, and back in the day as well. So love it. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Absolutely, and give us a call on 0800-1508-11, the Kinatai phone line. We'd love to hear from you. Any great stories like the Tawara Nico, let's just F and smash him, bro. <laughs> I'd love to hear <laughs> any more stories you've got about that. Right now, though, we're going to head off and come back with Dale McLeod, who is the coach of Southland, the Southland Stags. They, wow, they nearly stole what would have been a famous victory against Canterbury if Marty Banks had just had the radar on down there in the at the home. <laughs> with the Stags. So we're back with Dale to talk about their progression, what they're trying to achieve this year and how their season is going. It's Baz Izzy for breakfast. We're 22 minutes from 8. 17 minutes away from 8am this morning. I'm Baz and Izzy for breakfast. A lovely September morning. Not much of September left, Izzy, but that's alright because the MPC rolls on through October and then longer this year actually. 
does, mate. It does. How good we have in provincial rugby back. My mighty magpies there in Hawke's Bay. But enough of them. They are the proudest rugby union in the country. Southland Stags, the famous Maroons. Recent years have been lean, though, and it's fair to say a famous victory over Canterbury. We don't want to get him started. Dale McLeod's put that behind him. He's put that behind him. He's moving forward, and they are on the up. The Southland Stags, they are leading the way, and they are on the charge. And we're joined by the head coach, Dale McLeod. Good morning, Dale. Good morning, mate. How are you, bud? Good, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Hey, um, how's the week been, mate? Obviously, coming off that, that tough, tough loss to, to Canterbury, the boys back on the horse leading into Tasman. Yeah, look, mate, um, we're all pretty gutted by that, and I, I back Marty to kick that um, penalty, you know, 100 times out of 100. So that's sport, that's rugby. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we've moved on pretty quickly. We can't dwell too much as that's the world today, and, you know, with a... We, we've got uh, Tasman this week, and um, we're playing for a new mm. trophy, the uh, new cup, Clark Dumity Cup. So Clark's pretty important to our province, and obviously he was pretty important for a few years at uh, Tasman. So look, yeah, it's, it, that's the beauty of this game, that nice. um, every week you get, you get back on the horse and you get into it. So look, our, our group's in great spirits, and um, they're pretty excited. Well, they're massively excited by the opportunity and the challenge, and they realise that for them to get noticed and opportunities, they've just got to turn up and perform. So it's about the process this week, really. Nice, mate. I was at the game last uh, last year when you played Tasman in Tasman. You boys put up a hell of a fight for 60-odd minutes, even um, Tony Lamborn uh, clearing a few kicks from, from first five area. But, mate, what is it about the Southland Stags resurgence? You know, you've, you've come a long way. There's a lot of belief in the union. You're happy with how things are tracking there? Oh, look, mate, it was it was pretty simple fix, really. It was just about putting a bit of pride in the jersey and, and, and mm. doing the province proud. You know, the... If you look around, um, I've been at Northland, I've been at Canterbury, um, mm. and now you come to Southland, and the brand's real strong, and in the community, it's massive, um, great support, and so it was all about having people get on all aligned on why are we all here, what does the jersey mean, and 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 then what's your why? And so we've started to build that, and and we've started to build some some quality men in the group, um, and we're not far off. We're just uh, we're probably. Mm. Um, we're building nicely. Um, obviously, the, the last last year and this year, it's the same for everyone, but it, there's been a few interruptions right across, not just Rugby Southland, but yeah. the world. Uh, it's just adjusting to those those situations. And, and look, it's just been a change of mindset, mate. That's all it's been, really. Um, yeah. the, the players and have been there. It's just a matter of getting focused. So, look, yeah, it's, it's, well, there's been no rocket science, put it that way. Yeah, it's bloody good to hear about the culture, Dale. It sounds like you've got kind of got it under control and nail on head there. What about the cattle that you're working with, the quality of players? Do you feel like that this the talent has been there or, or this year is there more so? Oh, look, the biggest thing is in this comp is growing some depth and where we struggled was, and and as he talked about Tasman last year, we, we, we left eight players at home last year to go to Tasman just because... We were going into an important run, and it was probably the wrong wrong thing to do. Um, we felt that if we'd taken our best team, it could have been different. So a big yeah. thing for us was building some depth, and we started to do that. So we've got three nines, three tens. We've got uh, five midfielders. We've got six outside backs. So like we've got so many backs at training at the moment that the Ford, Ford's coach is getting a bit, a bit peeved, to be fair. Um, and the only things we're taking <laughs> is in the, uh, up front. So... We did have good depth, and um, it only takes two or three 
injuries to key key players or key positions, and usually you find that if you lose one lock, you lose two or um, a couple of a couple of props. So we've been running a minimum of four props at the moment, just trying to. We've got boys injured, boys broken league. You know, just boy did an Achilles last week. Um, so they're, they're weak things that, that just keep chipping away at um, your foundations. But look, the, the boys are all working hard, and if we can. If we can start to invest in the development and the growth of the boys in our provinces, there's some real talent down here, just like when I was in Northland. There's mm. massive talent that just doesn't get developed or get the opportunity, and it all comes down to dollars and resources, and that's coaching hours and stuff. So we've got to get that right, and we're starting to make some really good shifts in that space, and COVID hasn't helped. But look, mate, I'm pretty excited about where the province is going and, and, and what they're doing, and it's good we're all starting to get on the same plan. And I'm not just talking about the, the boys in the team or the manager. I'm talking about the organisation, the community, you know, what's this team stand for. So all those things are really important, um, especially at a provincial level. Mm. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. I love I love seeing um, Southland's progression. And I commented that game last year, and I thought you guys would have went close. I didn't know you left nine players back home. So hopefully this weekend you take the full squad, mate. I want to ask you about the squad as well. Um, a guy, I played fullback in, in uh, Solomon Alamalo. How's he going, mate? How's he tracking? No, he's going good, mate. Solly's been really good in the environment and obviously I've had a bit to do with Solly awesome. over the last sort of lot, lot of years. Um, he's at my club in Sydney yep. and Christchurch and um, he came up north when I went up north and it was good to get him back. I've, I've been trying to get him for the last couple of years, but um, yeah. Back down here now, and look, mate, he's, he's really good for the group. And he's a how would you put describe Solly? Look, mate, he's got a lot of knowledge to offer. And when he's when he's talking in the group, and when he's talking in our reviews and previews, mate, he's spot on, and the boys respect him. And and he's coming out of his shell a wee bit, and um, so he, mate, he's good. Um, I'm really happy with Solly's getting to, and and he's starting to perform the way you'd expect him to perform. So it's pretty exciting. What the next sort of six to eight weeks or whatever that looks like for us, um, where he'll get to by the end of the season. And it's really important for him to finish our campaign on a real positive note to then launch back into Super Rugby next year. I feel I feel bad because um, when Marty missed that kick, I sent a wee video to him. I said, mate, I would have kicked that with my broken left foot. But then I felt bad because you lost afterwards. How's, how's Marty been for the squad and, and how's he been oh. in the environment, mate? He'll be adding a lot of knowledge as well. Oh yeah, look, mate. He was so gutted after that. After that, and the, yeah. and the quality of Marty is oh, like gutted mate. for him. He's gutted for the group. Um, yeah. But he's moved on pretty quickly. The boys give him a bit of shit and a bit of banter. And um, <laughs> look, he's been great for our group. He's um, he's you know Marty. He, he loves banter and he loves giving it and taking it. And um, but no, he's been really good for us. He's obviously a very knowledgeable player. He's really uh, been in, in a few good environments, and he's been he's pretty global as well around. Um, the rugby world and life. So, look, mate, he's been outstanding. And again, I've had a bit, quite a bit to do with Marty over the years. So, look, mate, uh, there was no. Um, I was really excited to be able to get someone of his quality down here. And by having him and Marty McKenzie and our group and Greg Dial, we've got three really good teams there that can challenge. And so, yeah, Marty's been just really good. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Well, thanks so much for your time, Dale. Um, congratulations from. Uh, this season so far, you know, you've, you're doing it pretty tough with COVID or everyone is, so it's a pretty tough time to sort any sporting team out at the moment. But you're doing well, mate, and go well this Sunday against Tasman. All the best. Nah, all good. Thank you very much.
See you, Dale. Awesome. Cheers, mate. Good to good to hear. The Southland Stags, uh, they sound like they're in the right place, and they got the right man at the helm there, don't they? As he it sounds like mm. Dale's kind of got it lined up, and he's working out what he needs, and some good senior players in that squad. It is seven and a half so, minutes. Oh, you go. Sorry, sorry, there. I was just going to touch that. One. But Marty Bex is the cheekiest fella ever. It's the cheekiest fella. So I just had a wee dig when he missed that kick. And I seen a wee video and I said, I want to kick that with my left foot. And it's broken. And then he lost and I felt so bad. But he came straight back at me and called me tubby and everything. So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad then, mate. You've given him a free shot <laughs> no, and he's taken it. Yeah. I know, mate. I know. Uh, so there you go. Great, great chat with Dale McLeod, mate. Well ba- Banksy. I actually hear, hear a rumour Banksy's on with uh, Ian Smith today as well. So we're going heavy on the Southland Stags today. <laughs> this is Stags Radio at SCNZ. We're still going to talk some NRL, though, after this. 0800 150 811. Who are your favourite Kiwis players? Go on. Give us a call. The news is coming up with Trudy very shortly, but we do have Zane on the line. We've been talking NRL and great Kiwi players throughout the year. Zane, you've got a bit of a tie-in with one of your favourite teams with a Kiwi flair, do you? Yeah, mate, love the discussion. I, um, I grew up a union boy in Upper Hutt back in the day, and then uh, I think it was the late 80s that the NRL first kicked off in New Zealand. And uh, being from the home of the mighty Upper Hutt Tigers, I had to follow uh, Falmain yes. there. That's a legend team back in the day. How good does Gary Freeman and Morvan Edwards from Marybank and Upper Hutt in the team? Absolutely awesome yeah, and uh, nice. soul destroying after soul destroying after the eighty nine grand final. Right, you Upper Hutt Rams, are you? The Upper Hutt Rams and, oh, and the mighty Upper Hutt yeah, as well. Corey Jane Centre. Yeah, bro, same high school as me. Hit a song in high school, so Upper Hutt boy nice. through and through. But in Paraparumu these days, mate. So we out on the same course as Cully. Yes, beautiful. Hey, what, what was your thoughts? Obviously, they amalgamated with the West. Are you still a West Tigers fan? Nah, mate, I'm 100% Warriors through and through. Yeah, boy. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, Warriors through and through. What do you reckon? What do you want to see from the Warriors, brother? Oh, mate, I just I they need another Kieran Campion in there, mate. Ford leader. Someone to bring the boys yeah, in line when yeah. we start losing it. Oh, mate, we, we miss someone Michael like that. Michael Luck. Paul Gallon or one of those. <laughs> yeah, mate, Michael Luck. One of those crazy guys who just leads the way and pulls them into line. Beautiful. Is there any players potentially out there that we could potentially go and, and target? Who are you thinking we should go target, mate, the Warriors? Mate, we just we just talked to him this morning, mate. Get Benji over for a year. Mate, one mate, oh, one mate love we to. should have got him this year. Oh, yeah. mate, imagine what he'd do for 100%. those young fellas. We'll get um. Hey Zane, we'll get our man Izzy Dag here to pull some strings. It sounds like him and Benji they'll be they'll be golfing together soon. So we'll get him to put the word in for us. Thanks for your call, brother. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. We want you to be part of the discussion Shot, every morning. Shot Zane, appreciate your time, man. And Izzy, there's a text here. Wall to wall rugby and league, we love it, but we want more racing. Clash of the week and very elegant versus incentivise. Let's have some spring racing content. Well, what do we have coming up next hour? We got Chris Waller. Ask Waller. and you got- shall <laughs> receive on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Chris Waller, the master trainer, coming up. We're also talking Farapama Cup. I'm off to grab a McCafe coffee right now. It's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Thursday, the 30th of September. It is just after 8. 
in the morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. I've got my coffee being delivered from my beautiful family, so I'm just getting that is a McCafe coffee too. Hey, hint, hint. Yes, no, it's a Daisy Dad coffee. Looking forward to ripping into that. We've had a great show so far. We've talked all things NRL, all things sport, all things rugby. Nala's in here barking at me as well. Um, yeah, top five league players of all time. We've had some messages coming through. Benji Marshall, Stacey Jones, Henry Paul, Mark Nixon, and Logan Edwards. Logan Edwards. So, yep, keep those messages coming through. We just spoke to Dale McLeod out of the Southland Stags, and what a champion he is, giving some stories and just revitalising the Southland region. They've got some absolute classy players. There's some great talent and some made some good signings. Marty Banks and co. Solomon Alomalo, hopefully getting to see him run around for the mighty Southland Stags. Well, ask and you shall receive, Dino. Ask and you shall receive, Dean, out of the necky. He wants racing. Well, later on the show, about 8.40, we're going to talk to Chris Waller. Chris Waller, top trainer, top trainer. He trains some absolute champions. Very elegant. You spoke about it. Very elegant. He trains very elegant, and he's obviously the matchup. Incentivize incentivize versus very elegant. So looking forward to that. A tissue, a tissue. We all going to get paid on Saturday in the Epson. So looking forward to chatting to Chrissy Waller. 8.40, Dino, so stay tuned, stay tuned. But before then, we're going to talk some Farah Palmer Cup. Farah Palmer Cup is back up this weekend. The mighty Waikato versus Wellington. Versus Wellington to see who can take on the mighty Canterbury side. So we've won, joined by the one and only. Here's the coach of the Waikato NPC Farah Palmer side, James Semple, and he is... Number two in his household, I must say, too. He is the fiancé of Chelsea Alley, and Chelsea Alley is a friend of the show. We've had him on before. Uh, good morning, Sim. Morning, bro. How's it going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Thanks for joining us. I know it took a bit of an effort, a little bit like Owen Franks. We've figured it out. Instead of going straight to the player or straight to the person we want, we go through the wife because they make they get things done, eh? Oh, you're not wrong, mate. She's already given me the heads up at... Yeah, some good chat there. <laughs> hey, mate. Um, obviously, just a little bit of a you, you, you've lost. You got a big match this this um, this weekend against Wellington. They're, they're a quality side in their own right. How's how's the team tracking? And you've lost some quality players as well. You lost nine, um, you know, Black Ferns players. How's the squad looking? And how are you tracking for this weekend? You know, we're really excited about the opportunity. Um, obviously, our job as like a team is to promote those girls to higher honours, so we're yeah. real stoked for those girls that we managed to get in there, and then yeah, it just gives us a good chance to showcase our depth and give other girls an opportunity, and yeah, we sort of always talked about, it's not a squad of 15, it's a squad of 30, so really good opportunity for mm. those girls that I think um, that they will take as well. So what's, what's the players out, like your fiance Chase, Chelsea there, uh, Stacey, yeah, you've got some quality players in the side, are they still having a big influence amongst uh, the, the girls in the squad? Yeah, mate, yeah, of course, yeah. We've sort of known for a couple of weeks now um, that those girls won't be available, so it's been a real good yeah. chance for us to sort of uh, build in some other leaders and just focus on what's important um, to win this match. And then those Black Ferns girls mm-hmm. have been awesome and got some of the best players in the country to run versus us, um, both on attack and defence, <laughs> so we've just been seen it as a massive opportunity. So what's the, what's the feeling like? What's the feeling like? like I know Chelsea would want to play every game. 
you want to be out there running around, is there like, are they still getting the contact in? Because you can't stop fully from playing rugby and then go play a, a test series over in, in France. So what are they doing to, to keep the progression up? Um, so they go on to camp on Sunday with the Black Ferns, and that's like a full week camp. So they'll get in heaps of the Black Ferns detail, and I'm sure that they'll um, get some contact stuff in. And then just with us, um, we still do contact touch-ups pretty much every training anyway, so they're still getting that mm. stuff there. And we'll put on a few extra sessions for those, um, just for those Black Ferns girls as well to make sure their conditioning and skills are up to speed um, come Test Match 40. Oh, nice, mate. So what are you hoping this weekend? What's the, what's the plan? You're leading up against a yeah, big Wellington side. They always bring a lot of physicality, and you've got a good uh, plan in place, and hopefully go against Canterbury. Well, I know I watched that heartbreak last season. You probably haven't forgot about that too. Oh, oh mate, I don't think I've ever cried so much in a week after that one. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I think I'm over it now, but we'll soon find out. Hopefully I'll be on a plane down there. Friday next week, and I'm sure some emotions will come back. But um, it's, it's obviously two different teams this year when we when we take on them yeah. again, hopefully next week. Um, but yeah, as you said, we've got to get through a really quality uh, Wellington side that will obviously be up for it as well. So we're only focusing on this game, and we have been preparing that for a couple of weeks now. And yeah, we're pretty confident with our plan and what we need to do to get the job done. And just really looking forward to getting out there um, on Saturday. Hey James, what have you done as a as a coach in a kind of a management role as far as keeping the players engaged and keeping them fresh? Because it's been a pretty herky jerky season, like very unconventional, right? So, what have you done to try and kind of keep everybody into it and, and with the uncertainty, keep everybody fresh and um, happy? Yeah, that's been definitely one of the challenges, and I think um, during that first lockdown, with just like the uncertainty, with like the three days sort of notice, they're like, oh, we'll be locked down for three days, and we found that quite tough. We'd rather sort of just got a blanket, like, oh, two weeks, and then you can make a bit more of a plan. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure, as you guys know as well, it's quite mentally mentally tough for everyone. Um, so we sort of just, we always posted up sessions and did some, like, quizzes and um, had some catch-ups on Zoom and stuff, but it was all sort of optional because um, these girls are mums, they've got jobs to do, um, stuff like that, so... It was more mental health and um, looking after yourself first in that lockdown period, um, which we think we got right. I think the first time in lockdown, we probably put a bit too much on the girls, so we tried to adjust and learn from that. And then just coming back in, um, just try to keep it fresh, so every week have a different theme and um, skits and stuff like that. Um, but the girls have been awesome since they've come back, and they're, they're fizzing as well. Nice, man. Hey, you're, you're a quality player in your own right too, mate. You had a pretty successful career. What made you get into the coaching uh, setup, and are you enjoying it? Oh, I absolutely love it, eh? It's, yeah, I re- really love it. Sort of, as soon as I sort of took it up, um, yeah, just sort of felt a buzz and a passion for it straight away. Just sort of love trying to help people achieve their goals and get better. Um, I guess for me as a player was to be an all-black, and then sort of when I figured out that probably wasn't going to happen. Um, yeah, my goal is now to be an all-black coach, so just thought I'd rather get in nice. and start learning my trade, get as much experience as I can to hopefully try to take that one off. Mate, I know you're learning off the best, Wayne Smith as well, so you, you, you're heading around the, down the right right direction, mate. I wish you all the best, but I want to ask you about coaching your fiance, mate. 
Tell us about that. How do you go about <laughs> coaching Chelsea Alley? Good on spend a bit of time with. She's got a she's got a bit of a mouth on her. How do you coach you, mate? Oh well, as you know well, mate, she's a very strong woman. Um, <laughs> and she's a very intelligent woman as well, so that always tests me. Um, but uh, yeah, she's she's an amazing woman as well. So not gonna lie, um, the first year she, it was pretty tough, like being captain and coach and You've got to sort of draw the line. Um, so whenever I was at footy, it's, it's on the coach. And then when we got home, she, she's the coach. So, um, <laughs> and, yeah, those lines got blurred um, at times. Um, but I think this mm. season we've, we've put some pretty clear sort of boundaries in place, like footy stays at footy, home stays at home. Yeah. And I've sort of left, left a lot of the, our coaching um, with Chelsea, our assistant coach this season. Um Mike Rogers, he's done an awesome job with Chelsea um, just on some of the areas of her game that she wants to improve on, and that's worked um, heaps better this season. Yeah, that, that makes sense, no man, because it, it is that is a kind of a delicate situation, isn't it? But I, I guess on the lighter side of things, what what are the work ons for you at home? Because we've we've talked about it at nauseam on the show that the, the, we we can't put our clothes away. Uh, we suck at putting our <laughs> yeah. clothes away, and it goes down so poorly with our better half. So, well, what's it for you, mate? Where are the work ons? What's my work ons? Yeah, I'm not great at that too. To be fair, I don't know why. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty clean, like around the common areas, so the kitchen and the lounge. Uh, but then my room just gets a bloody tip. Um, so that's definitely a work on. Yeah. And, oh, she always seems oh. like taking initiative. So doing <laughs> stuff without being told. <laughs> Same, bro. Same. Why can't oh. you just do the dishes without being asked? I don't have to ask you every time. Yeah. Same. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't talk about her work on. We'll keep, we'll keep that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> They've always got plenty. They've always got plenty, Jays. This is letting it all out of the bag, mate. It's all good. No, we won't. We won't. But, mate, oi, I really appreciate you taking the time, James Simple, coach for the Waikato Farah Palmer side. Um, all the best. All the best. And hopefully we see you down in Christchurch next weekend. But all the best, eh? Thanks for joining us. No, thanks, thanks guys. Appreciate your time. Cheers, James. Awesome. <laughs> that would be an interesting Initiative. one. It's a what a word, eh? What a word. Initiative. Oh, that just Do you really get that? grinds me. Do you get that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. You know, look, there's a plate there. One you just put in the dishwasher. Oh, sorry. Sorry, darling. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like, yeah. um. oh, so well, if I knew you wanted me to do that, I would have done it. But <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't want to ask. Don't yeah. want to be the polished. You don't want to be the polished uh, product because that'll be boring. Hey, you got to always keep it a challenge. Always make it a challenge. Am I right, Trudy? Always make it a challenge. Otherwise, it'll be pretty boring, wouldn't it? Trudy's yeah, got. I'm a... just speechless. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no yeah. comment. No, that's no? a firm no? hashtag. No, no comment. Oh uh, well. Uh, so get them. Get get your husband. Get them on the straight and narrow. Get them doing everything perfect, and then life's easy. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you, Izzy. I don't think being the finished product because it's oh, a long. Be, mold them. It's a long life, right? And you don't want to hit your straps yeah. too early. Like you want to. You want to kind of, it's like a, what do they call it, like a graph. Why like can't you, you just be the best first out of them, you know? Because you can't, you just look at, you, talk, <laughs> you, you can't, like you, you can't just turn a race, you can't, you can't be a racehorse and turn up first race of the preparation and win by 10 lengths. You know, it's, it's like a slow progression. You have to go through the gears <laughs> and my gears in life are just over about five, six decades. So, you know, in yeah. the second or third one, why would we want to be right? Shooting it, your load, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Fair enough. <laughs> sure. sure. Um, yeah, there you go. Quarter past eight. James was hard case, and that would be a very interesting situation. Is he back to the text machine? Uh, there's still some great lists coming in for the best NRL or favourite Kiwi NRL players throughout the years. We've got Benji Marshall, Stacey Jones, Henry Paul, Mark Nixon, and Logan Edwards for a, from an unnamed texter. Then somebody's uh, got one for you there as well. Yep, number five, Mark Ellis. Number four, Sione Farmoina. Wow, what an absolute legend he was, Sione Farmoina. Number three, Hytro Occasini. Oh, yes, that's a name. Was he? Oh, man, he was, he was actually outrageous. Sean Johnson, number two, and Monty Beethan, number one. That is from Wheels. There's been some absolute legends, and uh, it's been great to be able to talk to talk about them. And coming up, man, I'm really looking forward to, to Chris Waller. Chris Waller, we, we love racing on this show. We love talking about horses, and it is a big weekend of racing. And I know you're excited, and I'm excited. You know why I'm excited, and there's only one reason why I'm excited to talk to Chris about. Yeah. Actually, let's, let's go get a sound effect. Let's go get a sound effect of someone sneezing. I'll go record that here, and we'll come back so we can roll <laughs> it out for Paul Moate because it's our turn to choose a showdown bet today. And uh, I'm very looking forward to uh, And I think I know. No, I know. Izzy's told me in no uncertain terms what we're doing, but you're going to have to wait till after this until we give it out to the public, to you out there. And also, of course, we've got our Pacing for Purpose harness racing bet to tip out. And Troy Scanlon is back. After going one from one, he's going to go two from two. I can feel it. All right. It's 16 minutes past eight. We'll be back Pacing for Purpose. Then Paul Mawari after this on SCNZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 22 minutes past 8 o'clock, Izzy. It was great to get Zane on the line just before the news talking NRL, and there's been some great Kiwi League names that have come through on the text machine. So keep your text coming through on double eight double three, or please keep giving us a call, 0800 150 811, the Kennard's higher phone line. Zane, but he, he was a Warriors fan through and through, which I love, because even though he had an old club, he was a huge Warriors man because he was a Kiwi, which I really do enjoy. Yeah, mate. That's the thing. Great memories. He was talking about the 80s, talking about Upper Hutt Tigers, Upper Hutt Rams. So he's in Corey Janeville. And then he brought it back to the Warriors. He's a diehard fan. He knows what it takes. He knows what they need. And I totally agree, mate. They need someone up front. They need someone that's just got, like Simon Mannering. There's a text through coming through about Simon Mannering. Yeah. Absolute champion. The most games for the Warriors, over 300 games. Um, the workhorse just does all the hard mahi in the middle, and that's like uh, Kevin Campion, you know, someone that just took no... no nails. Took no shit. They're just, just hard as nails, you know, just worked hard, just did all the mahi, and then, uh, you know, I talked about Michael Luck, who tackled, made runs, just... You need them in the middle, and someone for the Warriors, I reckon they should go get someone like that that's going to do those hard yards in the middle. So, uh, yeah, keep them coming. Keep the Texas coming, and also give us a tip. Give us a tip for this weekend. If you've got any tips on any horses, because um, I've, you know, I'm pretty one-eyed here. I want to know <laughs> if you've got any tips. Look at some tips because we're going to put a tip to Paul Moati soon, and um, we we all know where I'm going, and and Louis knows where we're going, so it's going to be good. We're going to be leading the show. Louis's got he's doubting me. He doubt, started oh. doubting me early before we got on the show. I was fuming. Couldn't believe it. He started down, doubting me. You were and, fuming. Um, I knew you were fuming. And I wasn't, <laughs> it's not necessarily doubting. I was more doubting your staking strategy. But we'll talk about that in a second right now. Get Nasser on the phone. He is in another orbit. Lazarus does it again. SNZ is pacing for purpose. 
thanks to Harness Racing New Zealand. Yes, live the dream, get involved in harness racing today. New Zealand Harness Racing, visit hrnz.co.nz. Uh, pacing for purpose, we are on the board, Izzy. A $50 bet landed for the Child Cancer Foundation on the $3 shot Super Base on Friday night. And now we've got the taste of winning. Uh, we're not going to turn back. Yep. So we've gone back to the wow. Our man, Troy yes. Scanlon, the scan man. Do you have the tip there or you want me to dish it out? You got it, mate. You got it. Okay, here we go. Troy Scanlon, just for everyone knows, is down on the West Coast, and he is a beautiful man. He loves his harness racing about as anyone, as much as anyone I've ever met. He's given us tonight at Cambridge, race four, Delson, $5. Had its first run for six months last week and was going to run second as a, a worst-case scenario until the earplugs were pulled at the 150 mark, and he rolled into the worst word in uh, harness racing, a gallop. He can do the odd thing wrong, but he clearly <laughs> had a couple of race rivals tonight. And he's clearly had a couple of race rivals tonight in Phoebe Imperial and Presidential Jewel covered until the last mistake last time. The more favoured stablemate in the market, She Reigns, has been flying, but she is a further 35 metres behind Delson. And I thought if he put it all together tonight, he got the feet in the right place. He'd be awfully hard to roll second up this campaign with improvement on the first up effort. Good luck all. Good luck to Child Cancer Foundation. We are pacing for purpose. Do you like it? I love it. I love it, mate. And it's, uh, explain, explain Troy Scanlon. Explain what he said. What do you want? Do you want a, a favourite or do you want something of good odds? And you said, do you know, is he? He, he said- loves an odd. So, <laughs> It's exactly he loves something with a juicy odd. It's exactly what he said. He said, "Do you want a two dollar shot that I think wins, or one paying five dollars that will likely win and create a little bit more interest?" And I was like, "Have you met Israel Dag? Have you met <laughs> Izzy Dag? He wants the five dollar <laughs> shot, mate. We want to go bang." <laughs> We've got a text here, Louis, before we get to Paul Mawati. Race seven, Cambridge. Classy operator wins only two bucks. <laughs> that was our other Classy option. Classy operator. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Troy? No, that's from Simon. There you go. That was our, our other option. Maybe put that into a wee multi and get paid. Get paid. There you go. Okay. Delson into Classy Operator. Dels- How good's that? I love it. Harness Racing New Zealand. Live the dream. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all of your information there on harness racing and for all of your punting information, everything you need to know about wagering. tab.co.nz. It's time for a live update with our man... Paul Mawate, morning to you, Paul. Morning, boys, and it's that time of the week again. It's SENZ Showdown. <laughs> it's uh, it's we it's show against show, foe against foe. We want to know who can tip and who is full of it. Now, I hope you've done your homework, boys. <laughs> we have. Well, we have. I did my homework like two weeks ago. Paul Mawate for this one. <laughs> Two weeks ago, mate. You know exactly where we're going. Go exactly where we're going. Someone, are you right in the back there? Are you right in the back there? Someone's coughing their lungs out. It's a sneeze, mate. It's a sneeze. Get with the program. I didn't know you had a click. I was looking at Joe in the back. I was like, mate, is he coughing? You're right. Oh, well done. You know what that means. You know what that means. We're going for a tissue, a tissue. We all get paid. We're going to tissue each way. What are the TAB odds for a t- tissue in the Epsom? I think they're about 15 bucks last time I checked. They might have gone out to 18. Crikey, let's have a look Saturday. Yeah, we're the taking Epsom. your break. You, you, mm-hmm. you did, you did, you did last. Well, you almost did first week. Where are we there? Where's a, where's a tissue? Where is Chris Waller? Where, oh, 13s and 4s now. It's been a little market move this morning, hey. so it's firmed up again. Interesting. 
that's ever long. Oh, yeah, it has too. Yes. Yeah, huge lightweight wow. chance, though. A tissue. Yep. 50 and a half. There 50. wouldn't be too many jockeys yep. that could get down to 50 and a half these days, would there? Not me. No, no. That's why she's uh, she's usually ridden by Kieran McAvoy, and uh, now she's Kathy O'Hara down at 50 and a half, and that's the big tournament. Obviously, drawing uh, barrier 11, so it's quite wide, but most of the favourites are drawn wide. And um, she's up against some classy horses, but we're going to back it. We're going to go 50 each way on a tissue, please. Paul Moati. Gee, just looking, Fantastic. just looking around a little bit. Oh, we might be a bit stiff in this market, Paul. 13s. Oh, dear. Paul. Mate, we're trying to take you. We're trying to take you broke here, mate. Help us out. I've written it down. He steered us away last week. It, 16 and 4, did you, you say? 13 and $4, fair thinking, <laughs> you boys. <laughs> okay, all right. 13s and 4s. Love it, love it, Paul. I think it's a great I te- heard you. Yeah, I heard you talking about Waverley earlier this morning as well. And uh, I heard you identify a couple of market movers, and you're right. Uh, race 2, not a brass razoo. Uh, Big, big move there. 26, I think, opened up, now into $11. Mm. And the other mover in that market, uh, I think it's the Chrissy Banbury-trained Sergio, uh, now at $4.80, but opened up at $8. So two market movers in race two at Waverley today, not a brass razoo, and Sergio. So if you like to follow market movers, they're the two you want to be on and race to at Waverley. Oh, beautiful stuff, Paul. And thank you for uh, that. Thank you for your time today. A tissue 13s and 4s. Izzy, before the show, was like, nah, we're going on the nose. And I had to, I, I really, and then I, I, I got grumpy at me and I said, can we please take it each way? And it, I'm glad we're on each way because I think it's a real top three chance and it can win with that lightweight. So, Bloody good to chat to you this morning, Paul. We'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow there's an unreal day of racing at Tarapa, so we might have to find one or see if we can get some sort of sneaky promo running there. Mate, you- I, know, I know why it's gone down. I know why it's gone down. Oh, someone's absolutely smashed it today, so that's why it's gone down. It was 17 <laughs> bucks this morning. <laughs> yeah, someone's woken up with itchy fingers. Uh, and I, I don't know if it was, it might have been you. We've got a text here. We've got a text here. Paul said he'd give earlier odds on one of the other shows. That is from Alan. Well, <laughs> I reckon. 17 bucks this morning. <laughs> I reckon Alan's trying to help us out, which I love. But I know Paul, our genie's getting, I think he's at wit's end with us begging for, for more odds. So we might give him a pass, Mark, this time. It is 31 minutes up past 8 o'clock, 29 away from 9. Chris Waller, the trainer of a tissue, our tip for this week's showdown coming up. We've also got a couple this weekend that is going, that are going. Very short odds. And we've had a couple that have been tipped out on the show that we'll round up as well. But right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Welcome into SENZ. We are 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Lots going on in the IPL, including Baz's Kolkata Knight Riders, who are flying three from four this time around. Hopefully we can get our man Baz back or back on the show at some stage. Just a quick update of the Champions League games. Bayern Munich have started with a bang. They're 2-0 up against Dynamo Kiev, 34 minutes through. It's still goalless between Juventus, Chelsea, United, Villarreal and Wolfsburg Sevilla Benfica have nicked an early one against Barcelona they are up 1-0 
early. Izzy, on double eight, double three, we were talking to James um, out of Waikato about coaching his better half. Well, well, yeah, let's always say better half. Let's give the ladies the benefit of the doubt. And we've had a text here from another James, or it might be the same James. Opposite to me, I don't drink tea. My wife does, and she puts her cup in the sink with the tea bag still in it after she's finished, and guess where the rubbish bin is? Under the bloody sink. <laughs> Oh, that is something that I'd do as well. (laughs) Oh, how? Yeah, mate. Because that's the thing. Like, what? Trudy, you you drink? You'd obviously drink tea. You drink it with the tea bag in or tea bag out? Oh, tea bag in in for about three. Yeah, three minutes and then take it out and put it in the bin. Not in the sink. (laughs) Not in the sink. Unless you've got a little gurgulator. You put it down there. Yeah, you can put your tea bags down there. Yeah, I reckon that's good for the environment, Trudy. No, you're allowed to. Promise. Really. Yep. All right. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I can see – and those little things like James just pointed out in his text, like resentment builds like a little brick wall, right? So he's just every day – Joe's nodding. He knows really about resentment. <laughs> so she's – he just needs to say, honey, what do you think? Just say. Communication is key. It's the three Cs, communication, commitment, and something else. Well – Oh, I agree, and and this text has got it wrong because Izzy is the king of communication, a fine broadcaster. If Izzy's SCNZ gig doesn't work out, he could become a jockey with one leg, bun, Budley, Grunter, and Wellington. That's not going to happen. Oh, are you kidding me? I'll be I'll be racing heavyweight number one every single time. This poor horse will struggle to get around. I'm these are jockeys of fifty. I'm a handy plus. Oh man, I'll have to be shredding for about five years to get down to fifty kilos. But hey. Hopefully I'm in this in this game for a long time. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it, and uh, love bringing sport back to the airways. Uh, I've got another text here as well. Izzy, your thoughts on Isaiah Papali, how he's gone at the Eels this year, and how he went at the Warriors? Is it a Warriors environment problem? Which is a great question. It's probably the one of the questions that's been asked for many, many years. What yeah, the Warriors get a lot of great players, um, and they. They come to New Zealand uh, and they just haven't really kicked on. Look, I haven't spent any time in the Warriors uh, environment. I, I don't know. I'll be clutching at thin air here, but I think there will be a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Like You've got to understand winning breeds culture as well, and the Warriors have fell short twice now, and, and they haven't been able to get the, the treats at the end. Um and I think Zane, when he called up, he was he was spot on as well too. I think there, there needs to be a lot of players. When they lost Simon Mannering, they lost a ton of experience, uh, you know, a ton of a wealth of knowledge, and someone that can hold them accountable as well. I think someone in that environment needs to to be able to hold them accountable. I know Nathan Brown's here, but Nathan Brown's not on the field. You know, the coach can do everything, but he's not making decisions out on the field. He's not there under pressure and and, and playing the game. So so that's a great signing with Nathan Brown. But you need someone on there. And you need someone in the environment that can hold them accountable. And so I feel they need to find someone like that. Uh, you know, like Kevin Campion, he was a prime example. He didn't take no, no shit. You know, he, he was very tough with, with how he played the game. I'm pretty sure he would have been tough off the field. So they need a couple of signings. They need guys with a lot of leadership values, a lot of understanding of what it takes to win. And, and then once they get there, they can pass over those uh, little skill sets. So, yeah, uh, it is a bit of a task. Um, at the moment with this current age with the Warriors, can they sign some players that can do that? It is tough. I don't see the I don't see um it being a bit of a first choice option for the for players coming in New Zealand. Well they're not even in New Zealand, they're gonna be based over in Australia next year. So look, it is a tough task, but I think they need to hire uh, you know, sign a player or sign a couple of players that are tough. 
got a lot of leadership and can add to the to the culture. Love it, Izzy. It's 22 minutes away from nine. We're back with master trainer Chris Waller talking about this weekend, a tissue, a tissue, we all get paid, and, of course, very elegant, the superstar <laughs> race mare. After this on ECNZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are about 17 minutes away from nine o'clock. Just trying to pin down the master trainer, Chris Waller, out of Australia. Uh, we've got another text here, though. Izzy, Jesse Bromwich, Monty Beethan, Ruben Wiki, Tawara Nico, Simon Mannering, Mike Kiwis, uh, Pack Fords. What does that say? Fords will do the main mahi and rugby league team. Yeah, Chase from Waiuku. You do need a hardworking pack, don't you? You do, you do. You, uh, it's all... Um, look, I, I don't know, we haven't played league, but talking to players that have played, it's one in the middle. It's one in the middle, in the middle, where the forwards do all the work, they do all the hit-ups, they get all the game line. Like, league's all about metres, getting those metres, eating those metres up really quick, and then giving your backs to do those set-please plays, back balls, inside balls, whatever they do, cross-field kicks, you've got to get them into those positions to play. So, yeah, 100%, you need a hard forward pack, and you need a forward pack that's willing to work really hard. So, yep. Outstanding. Thanks for your text, Chase. Right now, well, we've gone across the ditch. It's bright and early with the time difference, but he's up every morning. Chris Waller's been good enough to give us some time this morning because, Izzy, your favourite horse, a tissue, races for big <laughs> prize money this weekend. Morning to you, Chris. Thanks for joining us, man. Hey, boys. How are we? We're great. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're excited, mate. How are you and how are those precious horses going? <laughs> um, so far, so good. It's, yeah just like New Zealand, it's Thursday morning and uh, we're basically doing the captain's run now and it's in uh, cruise mode, all the hard work's done and yeah, just keeping them safe ahead of um, some big assignments. And Saturday in Sydney's a, a huge day. Uh, there's three or four Group 1 races and uh, Melbourne's very similar. There's a couple of big clashes down there so we're, we're well spread across both bases. So you, you spoke about the a couple of days out. So what, you just ticking, ticking our legs over and just keeping the, the horses ticking over for these next couple of days and, and just just chipping away? And Is that what, is that what yeah. you do? Yeah, exactly that. Um, ideally for a horse, two weeks between runs, even three weeks between runs. So it's not a, not too much different to a, to a, to a footy player. Um, mm. Yeah, first... Uh, Saturday morning and Tuesday morning prior to a race day, so seven and sort of four days out is when we do our main pieces of work. And they get up to top speed, but only over a short distance. So, for example, with Tissue, she's running over a mile, 1,600 metres, and Tuesday morning she would have galloped over 1,000 metres only, and that would be very well held about three-quarters of their speed for the first 600 metres, and the last 400 metres is flat out. And that's just a short, sharp piece of work um, just to keep them stimulated, remembering they're pretty fit anyway. Mm. This more maintenance work. Yeah. So we'll do that twice a week and then back off the last four days going to the race. Mate, you, you brought up a tissue. I've been pumping a tissue's tyres up all week. Um, <laughs> tell us about a tissue. How's she tracking and, and what's... What's the plan? Have you had a lot of chats with um, Kathy O'Hara? She's the jockey for this weekend. 15 and a half kilos you're carrying going into Saturday's Epsom. How's the tissue tracking and what's the plan, mate? Well, she's tracking well. It's no no better way to go into a race with a win next to your name. So her confidence is up and she's had a great prep here in Australia. And um, 
We've taken the gamble to bring her back in distance. Obviously, she's won over longer distances in New Zealand, but the Epsom's a mile. But it's a handicap, so she gets in really well at the weights, so hence the reason Kathy O'Hara rides. I haven't spoken to Kathy yet, but they're no different to, as I keep referring to, footy players. They'll be doing their own homework. And um, horses form patterns, and they'll be determined by what's around them and where they settle and things like that. But basically, you're just hoping for a trouble-free run. Having the horse in its comfort zone, it's no use going flat out for the first half of the race if you're not used to it. So just keep mm-hmm. everything similar. Try and treat it as another race, although it's a group one and a feature race. You try and keep everything simple and not stress the horse, the jockey, or, or any, any of your staff. So it's just business as normal and and hopefully we can get the result on Saturday. Not the first Group 1 rodeo, is it, Chris? There's been a few throughout the years, <laughs> so you're well-versed. Would a bit of rain help? Do you think that would be um, a positive? And is there some in the forecast? I know you guys are all over the weather forecasts over there. Yeah, yeah. there's been a little bit of rainfall already, and I would say the track's into the soft range. And with the tissue, um, it won't really affect you too much. So that's an advantage because some horses it does, so automatically mm. you're eliminating some of the some of the chances in the race. So that's a good asset for a racehorse to have. And horses like Lynx, um, they ran on all conditions. and It's good for the trainer or the coach when you don't have to worry about weather, I can tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, another, another mare who loves a bit of sting out of the track is very elegant. So you've got her down to Victoria to give Frosty a feel um, and yep. incentivize a bit of a match race forming her. Well, maybe not, but it's just, look, it's what it's being billed as because he just looks like he could be a bit of anything. Do you think he Do you think he is a bit of a freak? And are you excited to see how he's going to stack up against your proven mare? Um, it's, yeah, I am. It's, it's great for racing. You need to have the... the the, the stars clashing as you do in footy or any sport so it is good I do think he's a very good horse incentivised and um, and even Sir Dragonet who won the Cox Plate last year returned with a very good first up run so there's three really good horses mm-hmm. and yeah very elegant as well she's going down there with a, a narrow win in a group one race last start she won the race last year and we couldn't have her any better so yeah, she, she she was sent down to Melbourne last night and arrives early this morning and has a few quiet days prior to Saturday's race. Matt, I had a, a wee bit of tissue last week, uh, or was it last week or the weekend before, a tissue into Very Elegant, and Very Elegant 250 from home was dead and buried, I thought, and then she kicked <laughs> on to get an unbelievable win, mate. Tell us about that. How good is this horse? Um, well, funny thing, good horses, they... They're the same as any other horse, really. It's only when the pressure goes on, and that's what differentiates um, good and very good, I guess. So, um, unfortunately, you often have to wait for that last 100 metres for that that class to, to kick in, oh, and that's what it did ticket. last start. <laughs> yeah, she looked like she was in a bit of trouble, but, yeah, she dug beat, as champions do, and uh, scored a good victory. She loves the scrap. She she's like a good All Blacks team, isn't she, Chris? She go to the foot. She'll play the full eighty. She loves it. Uh, you've got a real strong team and across all the states, as you pointed out this weekend. Is there one that you're pretty sure is ready to run a massive race that our listeners can follow? Um, not really. It's so it's so hard these days. Everybody does their form, and and it's hard to predict any improvement if there is any because we're trying to be consistent every time we race. So. 
I guess keeping the New Zealand theme, a horse called No Compromise in the Metropolitan on Saturday in Sydney. Yeah. Um, a Waverley horse, and he's done a great job over here. He was very unlucky in the Newcastle Cup, and he heads to um, Stranwick on Saturday for the Metropolitan. So have a sneaky little look at him. Oh, awesome. They're racing at Waverley too today as well, Chris. And old Billy Thurlow's got one that's been plunged from 26s to 11s already. So it's a good old day at Waverley. You know how it goes. Thanks for your time this morning, mate. Awesome to catch up with you. I love what you're doing. My pleasure, boys. You're doing a great job. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Go a tissue. Go a tissue. There <laughs> you go. A tissue ready to run a race. So's no compromise, mate. We might have to have a little look at the place multi, I reckon. The Chris Waller place multi and see if we can get our listeners a little bit of cash. It is eight minutes away from nine o'clock when the doyen takes over. We're going to sleep on it with Ian Smith after this. Great to catch up with Chris Waller out of his base at Rosal.